Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank That's that, that's the, that's like a demon voice. That's not bad. Yeah, I was gonna say that is. What's he doing there? For, 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 an episode, for an episode where obviously it is going to be full of impressions the entire time, you have started off with an absolute shite. Sorry, impression. normally I can do a much better one. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just restart the whole podcast, right? Just delete, <laughs> no, no, no. Just delete, just delete it all. You don't worry. You, this is all deleted. Yeah, okay, don't yeah. Okay. I promise, as so, the editor, I'm definitely Jimmy, not going to include that. Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> I'm like Cartman now. No, this is Batman. Ooh, I'm Batman. <laughs> ah, Jamie, yes. Ryan, you live in the universe. I can normally do better impressions than these. But now, uh, I can't. Ah, there you go, Bane. Yes. Welcome uh, that's a little bit better. You're kidding. To our episode where we talk <laughs> about the Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Dear listeners, before we get into the podcast, unfortunately you guys are not getting the fantastic visual experience I'm getting, which is that Alexander recently moved into his new flat. Not Things aren't fully set up, so he's uh, not in an ideal location, which means, you know, he's got a bit of an echo going on. And, you know, rather than uh, flex that he lives in a, a large flat with hardwood floors, I thought he'd try and find a solution. And his solution is currently to wear uh, a towel over his head past laughing over in front of the laptop. So I'm getting him desperately trying to do Batman and Bane impressions with his hands while he also still holds up a towel and I'm looking through him uh, <laughs> like a baby coming out of the womb. That is, that is exactly what I thought. Now Jamie, let's be honest here, neither you ever or I have ever seen a womb, but other than one time when we came out of it, but I imagine that this is what it looks like. Yes, I imagine this is the creepy experience of, of watching childbirth uh, and this is absolutely devastating for me to the extent that uh, unfortunately I'm going to have to announce to my partner on this podcast that I will never be having babies anytime in the future thanks to this scarring experience <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ hello and welcome to Blank Spank the show season two the Hathaway's that way the show where we're chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb I'm Jamie Watson and with me as always is Al Gillespie say hello Al hello hello Al <laughs> Yeah, I'd stick. I'd stick with the Bane one if I'm honest. That I'm, you're going Batman. way too deep. You're going way too deep on the Batman. I'm Batman. nervous now. I'm really nervous because I obviously also was fully planning on doing. Look, dear listeners, if you thought that we were going to uh, keep those impressions just for those first two minutes. I'm sorry, get out now. Leave. If you are not expecting two mid-twenties men to just consistently be doing their absolute worst Batman and Bane impressions and a little bit of Michael Caine thrown in there every now and then for oh, yeah. a little bit of good measure, that's all that these two hours is going to be. However, now that you've set the standard so low, you'd think that would relieve the pressure for me. You'd think I'd be like, great, it can't be worse. But now my brain is going, oh, but what if it is? 
I've set you really, <laughs> you've set such a daunting challenge of such a oh low God, bar. What if I'm worse? <laughs> like, isn't I... it terrifying that it is possible that whatever comes out my mouth might be worse than that? Now, now Jamie, uh, I'm going to tell you a, a tough story about my uh, from the ages of let's say nine to thirteen. My biggest fear in the world. Okay. I was out in a sunny field at school one day. They were making us do sports in the way that's terrible and I disliked at the time and I still kind of dislike now. The only good sport is ice hockey. And the field is not the ice field, uh, as I think they call it in ice hockey. Uh, And we had to do hurdles that day. And before we did our first hurdles, we were looking kind of down the field. My teacher sat and told us that we all had to be careful with hurdles because her daughter broke her ankle doing hurdles once. And that if you weren't careful, you didn't jump high enough, you could break your ankle. And after this, I developed a, like an absolutely paralyzing fear of hurdles. Uh, and now, despite the fact that I'm now currently, oh, I must have been maybe like four foot something then, and I'm now six foot two, uh, so I could very easily c- clear those hurdles. If you still put a hurdle in front of me, Jamie, I would walk around it. All right, I'd See, I walk think, around it. I think this explains quite a lot uh, about uh, a very specific incident that happened between me and you. Uh, actually, just before you left, while we were at a pub. Um, we were sat at a pub, you know, I was trapped in and I just made an offhanded joke that, oh, if I wanted to get out, I'd have to go over the top and jump over your girlfriend, Alyssa. Now, obviously, this is a human being sat at a table. So, you know, it's chest up. I would say, ah, two feet, maybe I'd have to clear. And you were adamant that a human being would not be able to do this. (laughs) You were absolutely furious that I, an admittedly not hugely athletic man, was claiming that I would be able to uh, jump over your girlfriend so uh, being two pints deep and being the mid-twenties man that I was uh, I pointed to a, uh, a a wall that was uh, probably about two and a half three feet uh, outside the pub uh, and I said well rather than rather than testing it on your girlfriend you know just in case why don't I do it on the pavement instead <laughs> because that's much safer um, and I understand what I want to come around and say is I understand your fear because while I will say, of course, I absolutely nailed it. Um, if I had thought about it for any more than yeah. the 0.25 seconds I did as I walked up to the, that uh, wall, I absolutely would not have done it. I had to walk up and just immediately jump. Um, I, I have to say this is obviously from a standing position it, it, with, with a running jump that is obviously pitifully easily um but you know standing position yeah three feet clear it's all right um but anyway uh, i now understand why you were so confused that a human being would able to be, uh, to jump over that sort of height uh, it, it explains a lot about you so we're, we're get, much like uh, a, a comic book movie we're getting your origin story on today's podcast i was um, born with the hurdles you merely <laughs> adopted them this is terrible yeah, but- we need to Maybe I need to just put a ban on me doing any Batman or Bane impression for this entire movie. Like, otherwise the podcast is getting derailed. I don't think the Bane is that bad. The Batman Mm. is bad. Um, Give me your Batman. Give me your Batman, motherfucker. Okay. See, no, fuck off, fuck off. It's like the hurdle, Jamie. You have to do it. You just gotta, you gotta, don't think about it too much about it, Jamie. Or maybe be worse. No, it's too low. Fuck, shit. I did it. I did it. I went too low. God in your head. You did. You ah. I, and the thing is, all watching it, I was. I knew this was going to come up, so I was practicing it yesterday, and it was way better. And all I've got is that. What I found interesting. I, I guess we'll just start talking about the fucking film because we've got a lot to say. Um. And and let's just start with the general idea. It's a very weird experience rewatching The Dark Knight Rises. Um. 
many years later when that voice has been so parodied like uh, especially like things like pete holmes doing the like comic college humor sketches uh, uh of batman like that is now in my mind th- the actual voice and then rewatching it i was coming into it like it can't be that silly right and it kind of is like it really is quite silly and i think i've exactly now what it is his mouth is too narrow so he, he sort of talks like this because he's got his voice so narrow and it kind of sounds really weird because and that's so easily parodied and and i don't know how he like i get what you're going for look christian bell you're a good actor i get it but it i guess i i, I pose the question to you is it a silly voice or am I just letting the parodies affect my interpretation of it? Because when I rewatched it, my initial thought was immediately, oh, that's actually quite a silly voice. Here's the thing, right? The Dark Knight Rises, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean this in the kind of way that people who like did the Met Gala a couple of years mean this term. But like, it's the campiest of all the three uh, uh, Nolan Batman films, right? Like, yeah. it's, its villain is a completely, like, swole-ass Tom Hardy wearing a giant <laughs> mask, talking in the voice. And it's it's very camp. So I think what actually does it, rather than something like The Dark Knight, because I, I, I would, I've watched The Dark Knight uh, earlier this year, and I, I maintain that I think you would you notice it less in The Dark Knight, and that's because the tone of The Dark Knight is more serious, right? Like, the kind of yeah. humour in that is coming more from the Joker, but it's like a very dark, nasty humour. Um, yeah. And it's... it's So everything is a little bit more intense. Whereas in this film, especially like especially with, like, Catwoman, who's just vamping her way through the entire movie, <laughs> um, it is campier. So I think there's a lot more of the dialogue which are, like, Batman is, Batman is telling jokes, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you get the, the... I mean, well... We won't even focus on this moment, so I'll, I'll talk. But like when I believe it's Catwoman, or he's speaking to yeah, someone on a roof, and uh, Catwoman disappears, and he just gets like, "Oh, so that was that's that's what that feels like." And well, firstly, I do have to question why is he still doing the Batman voice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's around. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I agree. There's there's definitely more um, out and out jokey moments, uh, and so yeah, perhaps you you notice it more. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think I think it's a there's, it's there's a the bit good where, Bruce Wayne. Yep. Yeah, sorry, I, I I just do want to throw out. There is the bit where uh, after Bane, you know, the famous speech uh, when Gotham is ashes, got my permission to die. Batman then later goes. Uh, I can't remember what he says. It's like um, you're gonna tell me who the traitor is. Then you have my permission to die. And I just yeah. find that really funny. Like Batman is sitting there, he's been sitting on this line for five fucking months. <laughs> yeah. I've got a great comeback. I'm just going to say the same thing back to him, the little fuck. Last um, time he paralyzed me, but I'll get him this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see um, Robert Pattinson do a Batman. If nothing else, just to see, well, how, how does someone else do? Because, I mean, we've, this is obviously not a, an innovative uh, observation, but the Dark Knight trilogy was the first like really gritty serious take of uh, of Batman so our only perception of a serious Batman outside of the the, the fucking um, uh, Batman vs Superman which were not very good the Ben yeah. Affleck ones um, outside of the, it's our only real serious interpretation of Batman so that's the only like that's in our mind well that's just what Batman obviously Batman sounds like he's got a gravelly voice he purses his lips like a widow um 
but it will be interesting to see how another actor takes on that role. Um, yeah, I mean, I the thing. Look, obviously, this is actually maybe our most on-topic uh, uh, podcast we've ever <laughs> oh, done. So, yeah. so I guess people are getting what they asked for, and we'll get into the plot in a second, guys. But what I find what I find most interesting about Batman is I maintain Batman is America's James Bond, which is to say, no one oh. really minds when different people play Batman. Like, unlike no. unlike um, uh, the Marvel universe, where I think people are like quite adverse to recasting roles that like. At least, at least, ever since they uh, put Don Cheadle in his War Machine uh, and yeah. Mark Ruffalo, those are probably the only two high-profile, really high-profile um, recastings. Yeah. Uh, other than like, well, in in the MCU, yes, you've obviously had multiple Spider-Mans, well, yes, but even but the multiple Spider-Mans sort of throws up issues. Everyone sure. is all automatically like, no, 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 this is the good Spider-Man. Why do we have yeah. another one? That was the good Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's. Um, that's definitely something which, like, I, I think is uh, plays into it. Whereas I think Batman, people like the fact that there are multiple Batmans in the same way that people like the fact that there's multiple James Bonds, and yeah. you know they do. They are very similar things, right? They are they are secret agents who have cool gadgets, who take down bad guys, who have uh, weird accents. They're, and... they're they're like a superhero. They're, they're they're the epitome of a superhero without superpowers, essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, they they are playing the exact a, a James Bond film is a superhero film. Yeah. It follows all the same obvious uh, traits, and like the 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 main guy is like just just dumb luck, like stupid amounts of luck essentially uh, to not to die in every single situation he's in uh, because he's akin to a superhero. Yeah, definitely. And and actually, to be honest, what I'm most I'm a little bit trepidatious about the the Batman, the, the new Batman movie, if only because I worry that it's a, it looks a little too grimdark. Like I like the Dark Knight, I like this trilogy. Like, but actually, I don't. Unlike mm, Joker, um, I I don't. What I dislike about Joker and what I like about this is like this is realistic, but in a way where it's not just nihilistic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The message of these movies isn't just society is fucked and everyone is terrible and evil, like or, or whatever. Whereas and the, whereas the Joker, I know that's not necessarily the point of the Joker. I do think there is a nihilism to the film of the Joker, which is just kind of like. Which I which I disliked, and I, I hope yeah, that doesn't carry uh, across I, the Batman film. I I think the Dark Knight. Well, uh, to sort of vaguely get into um, uh, my my film context, uh, what Christopher Nolan did was not just go, "I'm going to make a serious Batman film." He took themes and explored mm-hmm. them through Batman. So I think he says that the first one is fear, the second one is chaos, and the third one is pain. So mm-hmm. he's not coming in and going, "I'm going to make a a." a serious batman film he's coming and going how do i get how do i confront batman with serious emotions and serious uh, issues the yeah. first one being having to deal with fear the second one being confronted with the concept of sure. chaos when batman is supposed to be regimented and and and, and follow rules and whatever yeah. you know batman doesn't kill people even though most of the things he does definitely would kill people yeah. um, it uh, also and... doesn't help that like batman especially especially in the nolan trilogy is the most um, like cons- one of the most conservative superheroes, right? Like he is a and like th- to the point that this is almost hackneyed to talk about, but like he is a billionaire who just sells roms by punching people, and uh, then in this movie spoilers enabling uh, a the government to pass a law that allows people to be thrown into prison without parole uh, and violating their basic human rights. That's that's not good. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's interesting. Um, so Nolan maintains that <laughs> none of his uh, Dark Knight films are um, political, uh, which I think is always... <laughs> that's, a, that's, an, like, very funny. 
it, like, it's an interesting thing to say because it's it's the idea of I don't think he was going in trying to make a film with a political message, but it's very difficult to take away a film that is about vigilantism mm. uh, from the co- and policing. Like yeah. you can't really disassociate that from well, politics, irrelevant of what you're trying to say. Because because especially because the Dark Knight, like he talks about right, like it's about the war and terror in many ways. It's it's about like. Uh, the kind of what America did following like 9-11 in like a lot of different ways right like extrajudicial killings extrajudicial justice all that kind of stuff that is political it's not like political as in like conservative like oh local conservative politician Tony Hartthrob and like local local Labour politician Johnny uh, No Sticks go at it in a a uh, hustings Um, it's political in the sense of like the the bigger politics like the bigger politics and actual political parties and i do maintain this is that too um this also gets really really into like a load of like occupy wall street stuff at the time this one is arguably more relevant now than it was in 2012 yes um so uh, yeah that there's there's a lot there's a lot what is and was a lot of discussion around um like bain being being an uber leftist essentially <laughs> Um, and actually, this uh, vaguely predicting, I believe, so it comes just before um, uh, Occupy Wall Street. No, or at Occupy least Wall Street's written, written. It was Occupy, written before. Occupy Wall Street is two thousand eight. So that's in two thousand eight. Ran the crash. Or then two, I'm, maybe, I'm completely let me, let me misremembering up, what I. I, I, yeah. I believe there might be some more stuff in two thousand twelve, which is when this came out. Uh, so um, should we move on to? Uh, no, Occupy Wall Street happened in September twenty eleven. Um, okay, so it was afterwards. And so, yeah, before. so uh, he he wrote this before Occupy Wall Street became a thing, but obviously in light of yeah. Occupy Wall Street, uh, it can be reframed uh, quite a lot in the idea of you Jamie, know, taking money away from the rich. I'm going to have to yep. take this off because I can't, I can't hold it up any longer. I'm very sorry. Okay. The audio quality is about <laughs> okay. to get worse, and I apologize. Okay, go for it. Um, I'm free. Yes, I I, there was, I got I'm I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the quote directly in front of me, but there was some political commentator who said that this film was finally attacking the leftist notion that maybe <laughs> we shouldn't kill rich people. <laughs> it's just basically it was like, oh yeah, no, no, maybe maybe this film recognises that fine, yeah, rich people can be bad, but maybe we shouldn't just kill them, uh, which is a very funny reaction to a fucking superhero movie. Um, anyway, let's uh, that's we'll leave the politics part of it aside because it's actually yeah. I don't find it particularly interesting. No, it's, um, it's, but um, another, I Christopher Nolan is a rich dude who I don't think thinks about politics at all, so it no. is in his work. I don't think it's necessarily an interesting co- thing to commentate on, other than in no. broader social um, terms. So, uh, if you hadn't worked out, we're talking about Dark Knight Rises this week, um, coming out in uh, mid 2012. Uh, it has a huge humongous budget of 250 to 300 million dollars which is bonkers compared to uh the first two which you know didn't have small budgets but uh they were 150 and 185 um respectively so they really went balls to the wall on this one um and you know it made them an extra all twenty thousand dollars at the box office compared to dark knight um so this gets uh 1.08 billion dollars at the box office just slightly eking out uh 1.005 um for um for the dark knight yes 1.08 billion dollars and you think it made twenty thousand more jamie you teach children maths you teach children maths it was a joke, Alexander. You fucking. Well, um, it made it, it made a tiny bit more uh, yeah. in relative terms sure. uh, to the Dark Knight. But what is actually bonkers about this is when the Dark Knight uh, Rises was released. Obviously, this uh, this 
sort of sparks the the billion dollar film suddenly becoming a really regular thing after 2012 it became a much more regular thing so this entered in at the seventh highest grossing film of all time at the time of release Mm -hmm. however it was only the third highest grossing film of 2012 with skyfall and avengers being released in the same year despite cracking the top 10 that's three films from the same year all cracking the top seven um which is bonkers and and obviously now it only sits at uh, 30th uh, on the all-time box office list uh, as awesome. just more you know every fucking transformers and fast <laughs> fast and the furious film now comes out and gets uh, a billion dollars in its slick do, do you know do you know what the secret is jamie do, do you know what the secret is do you know what a secret that Hollywood doesn't want to tell you about how you make a billion dollars at the box offices, Jamie? You you release your movie poorly in 3D and you charge an extra $10 to go see the 3D movie, which basically means it's the equivalent of almost buying two tickets to go see one film. That really helps inflate your numbers. Ooh, uh, um, Al coming in uh, with the hot take. The hot takes from Al. Let's release <laughs> it in IMAX so they can pay another bunch of money. Gone with the wind, all right, Jamie. Gone with the wind has been the is the most seen seen cinema film of all time. And that's depressing. Can someone please beat I'll, that? Yeah, you know it yeah, is. Well, but. But it is the most seen film. But that's also because it came out at a time where there were two movies. That's and not it kept true. On being re- Jamie, it kept on being released every year yes, for like 20 that's, years. So that's true. The actual reason why is because it was released at the box office continuously forever. People always think that there were not very many movies. Like for a while, there were lots of movies. They just weren't good. We don't remember <laughs> lots of them. Like Gone with the Wind is, you know, I haven't seen, but for all intents and purposes, don't really want to. So he's kind of super racist. Is Batman super racist, Jamie? Let's stay on point. Why are you talking about Gone with the Wind? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is if you take, you know, a bloke from uh, from my local football team, <laughs> he's a bang average player on his day, but stick him up against 10 blokes from the pub. He'll probably win most of the time. Uh, I don't know if that analogy worked. Basically, I was saying, yes, there are other movies at the time, but they all suck. So, yes, of course, loads of people went and see Gone with the Wind. Anyway. Yeah, take um, that Metropolis. Fuck <laughs> you, Frank. <laughs> so, of course, this is uh, written and directed by Christopher Nolan. It is the last of the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm. Um, it, he wasn't sure whether he was going to make another film. Uh, he only really wanted to make it if he absolutely came up with, with a really good idea. Initially, um, Heath Ledger was going to return as the Joker, but of, of Why? course, unfortunately, well, he passed passed away yep so was was he originally meant to return yes so the original idea for the film would have had um him the joker on trial um harvey dent having survived the end of uh the dark knight the first dark uh, the first dark knight um and and sort of wreaking havoc on the city uh alongside uh the the trial of the joker going on in the background uh he passed away yeah, I'm not sure if I think that would have been better. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't. I wish Heath Ledger was alive. I do wish Heath Ledger was. was I do wish Heath Ledger was alive. But I'm not sure that I think that would necessarily be no, better. No, yeah, I, I think this is a a more interesting um uh, uh finish to the series. Uh, he brought in Bane to challenge Batman mm-hmm. physically and mentally. He sort of felt like uh, up until now. Um, He'd been approached in like challenged in very different ways compared to the way sure. Bane can, uh, where you can just get Tom Hardy to put on thirty pounds of muscle, um, which Shit he did for this movie. Um, obviously, you've got a huge re- returning cast from from the series. So Christian Bale playing Batman, Michael Caine playing um, 
Oh, God, Alfred. Forgot about this name for a second. Alfred. Uh, Gary Oldman playing the police commissioner. You've got Tom Hardy, as I say, playing Bane. Um, you've got Morgan Freeman playing uh, Fox. Uh, and then you've got uh, some new uh, characters in Anne Hathaway not playing Catwoman, Alexander. Uh, ne- Selena never Kyle. Catwoman. Uh, she <laughs> Selena is called Kyle, a obviously. cat burglar and the cat, and the she cat. wears catish. She's Catwoman. She is a woman she's... and called the cat. So put those together. I will give you that. Catwoman. I will give you that. She is a woman who is called the cat, um, but she is never referred to as Catwoman in uh, the film. Uh, and you have Marion Cotillard playing. Um, uh, say that again, Jamie. Marion Cotillard. Say that uh, once more. <laughs> Uh, Marion Cotillard. Um, Not uh, Marion Cotillard. Playing Miranda Tate and, ooh, maybe someone else. No spoilers. Um, uh, And interestingly, uh, Christopher Nolan wanted her so much that when he contacted her and she said she was pregnant, he was like, okay, I'm going to delay filming and we're going to do this a month after you you give birth. And I don't know if that was as nice as he thought it was. Um, But no, apparently she uh, was a consummate professional at filming a month after she gave birth and also working on another film um in in the latter parts of um uh, of filming um and we have joseph gordon levitt playing uh, a young upstart uh, detective uh, called, called john blake and definitely not anyone else not anyone else no, definitely no not else. anyone else i um, um jamie do you because yep. oh, I, I remember when this came out this was around the time i was getting like empire every week and i remember there were rumors of the time that this is originally going to be a, uh, a riddler movie so actually that that's why i'm most yes. excited for the the new batman film is paul dana playing the riddler very good yes, casting that should be really right good. that looks really good love paul dana um uh, watched Prisoners again a couple weeks ago. I hate that film so much. It is so terrifying. It's not <laughs> um, terrifying. It's just bleak. But uh, they had ta- there were talks of Philip Seymour Hoffman playing the Riddler, and I would really have liked to uh, see Philip Seymour. No. Yeah. Not Philip Seymour Hoffman for the Riddler. Yeah. You are confusing that with the Penguin. There no. was ideas that perhaps the Penguin would appear and Philip Seymour Hoffman would play the Penguin, and Leonardo DiCaprio was discussed uh, as the casting for the Riddler. That is what I have learned from my research, Alexander. This is my film context. Uh, <laughs> Fuck off. Um, I I am I am repeating what I have read, which is Philip Seymour. Oh no, you you are correct. You are correct. I misremembered it. Is that better or worse than Colin Farrell playing the Penguin in the new The Batman movie? All right. Um, Chubby, (laughs) have you seen Chubby? Have you seen Chubby Colin Farrell? It's confusing. It's confusing. (laughs) Um, All right. But yes, I I don't believe this was ever coming from Nolan. Um, I believe it was studio reps who who were like, oh, you know, you had the Joker, so do the Riddler. Um, We can get Leonardo DiCaprio in. Uh, And he was like, nah, I want to take this in a different direction. Uh, And that's where we end up with Bane. Um, On the uh, Anne Hathaway side of things, uh, Anne Hathaway did not know that she was auditioning for Catwoman, very famously. Uh, She went in thinking she was auditioning for Harley Quinn. uh, And then about an hour into the interview, uh, Chris Nolan just sort of dropped that it was uh, was, um, Catwoman. And she was like, oh, shit, okay. Okay, not crazy anymore. I'm slinky. I'm slinky. I'm a cat. I'm a cat. I'm not not crazy anymore. I've changed my mind. Um, uh, And she thought it went very poorly, but she was very excited to play Catman. uh, Catman. Catwoman. Um, so So much so that her agent called her up one time uh and said uh hey i've got really good news for you and she went yeah i'm catwoman let's go and he had to go no you you're gonna host the oscars <laughs> she was like oh i guess that's also okay uh, but obviously eventually she did end up getting cast um do i have anything else i think that's mostly it um oh no, yeah, no, 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 no you son of a bitch all right jamie all right you're, okay. getting, you're forgetting some fun facts all right are you coming out I to it hey I, I jamie might have jamie some fun facts jamie to pull out. 
Alright, as someone who wasn't super cool, let's talk about Bane's voice for a second. Specifically how the okay, first yes, seven minutes of this movie the first seven minutes of this movie were released uh, in IMAX. Uh, I can't remember what before. Maybe it was before uh, Skyfall. It was before um, the ed- no, the Edge of Tomorrow. The Edge of Tomorrow? Okay, cool. Uh, and uh, people went to go see it in IMAX. They're very excited to go see the first seven minutes of uh, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And uh, Tom Hardy's voice uh, was so muffled by the mask <laughs> that apparently originally it was much more like... You can, there's still clips of it on like, YouTube, so go, go listen to it. But it's more kind of like... And he's not doing the very camp voice as well yeah. uh, and it was the backlash to that was so strong that they went and redubbed the entire thing again in the eminently more classic ah yes mr wayne i talk I like this now I, I don't know what who i keep on thinking it's a bane quote and it's not because i can hear it tell me who does the uh i don't expect you to whatever i expect you to die what's that from is that a james bond quote I, I expect you to. Die. I don't expect you to. Blah blah yes, blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Mr. Bond. Yeah, 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 yeah. I expect you to die. I don't yeah, know why I think it's, it's a Blofeld quote. Every single time. Yes, Blofeld. yes, it's Blofeld. Yeah. Um, no, Mr. Bond. No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. Inspect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Yes, you are correct. Uh, they had to completely redo the the voice because it was no. No, it's not even that. Gold. It's Goldfinger. What am I? Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. I apologise to there all my go. Bond people out there. All right, guys. <laughs> if you're into a little bit of bondage, that's right. That's what we call people who love Bond. Uh, um, should we? Should we get into this? We oh, oh, half an hour. Oh my yeah. God! Fucking hell. yeah. Jamie, do we just, have any? I've just looked at that. Do we? Do, uh, do we, we have any? What? Bits that we do beforehand, which we can oh, get yes. out of the way. Uh, so, we, uh, this is now when we do um, Six Degrees of Tom Hanks, uh, where we connect this film to uh, our erstwhile uh, season one star, Tom Hanks, by the game of Six Degrees of Separation, using people who have starred in films together. I can do this in two steps. I can it's do this. I'll, I can do this, but I'll count as I go through because I can't remember who's this. Okay, uh, I'll do the, the easy one. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio was in um, Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, but be this motherfucker. All right, Michael Caine also stars in uh, another, well, most Christopher Nolan movies. So we got to go through that and think, okay, where did we get through to? We get through to uh, Tenet, uh, which is also starring uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson also stars in The Lighthouse, alongside one other actor, or two if you count The Mermaid, but Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Willem Dafoe stars in The Grand Budapest Hotel. And the Grand Buddhist Post uh, Hotel also has uh, uh, Owen Wilson. And Owen Wilson stars in a Tom Hanks movie. He stars in Cars. Who else is in Cars, oh, yes. Jamie, at the very end? <laughs> Tom Hanks. That is a good one. That's a good one. Very good. I mean, it's it's by by the rules of the game, horrible. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's six. But uh, no, very, very good. So let's get into, uh, I believe, the second longest film uh, we have reviewed uh, behind Saving Private Ryan. So, of Jamie, course, the Jamie, best Jamie, way Jamie, of setting it up. I've got to throw it out right here, okay? You and okay. me, we're going to do this together. We're going to skip some of these scenes because it is a two and a half hour movie. It is not some it of is these two scenes. and three quarter hours, yeah. my friend. Again, guys, for this podcast, I, I don't have Wi-Fi at my house and I ran through <laughs> all of my data to watch this movie because and I so wanted course, to watch it. Of course, just talking about vaguely the idea of superhero films for 30 minutes was, of course, the best choice we yeah, could do. Yeah. Um, right. So right. we start out, we've got the iconic opening scene with the plane you got a little finger no, 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 no. from what are you talking jamie no the film doesn't begin that way the film begins oh i forgot there is a little montage there is a little montage. very briefly with people coming out and being like 
I believe in Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent was a good guy. All right. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon comes out. They're like, hey, guys, let's pass some laws uh, after this guy who definitely didn't try and murder my child. Hoo-ha! And then we get into the plane sequence. Littlefinger, of course, from uh, Game of Thrones. All right. Or, or more um, importantly, the dad from uh, Sing Street, a movie which is so good. Everyone should go watch it. Go watch Sing Street. It's great. You'll love it. Um, um, he's he's taken three people who are uh, supposed to work with Bane. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to interrogate them. I'm going to I'm going to hang them out I'm the window and start to shoot them. Uh, and and then comes from one of them. Oh, he's probably not talking because why would you shoot someone before no. throwing them out of a plane? Ah, um, Mr. Nolan, I thought you said this film wasn't political, um, <laughs> but the CIA is torturing people on a plane. Um, but yeah, basically, Bane is like, ha ha, you've fallen into my plan. He's got another plane. The plane, people, you know, rappel down yeah. and they shoot Jamie? into the plane. They get Bane out. Yes. I know. I know. I said we should go through this really quickly. All right. But we got to We got to still do a classic. We'll just cut something out later. Okay. Just cut out like a C plot later on. Don't worry. Um, what is it with people and their plans to get caught? All right. No oh, one yeah. ever just, no one ever just like, because they plan so well ahead, but the plan is never just. Let me be one step ahead of these people. It's always just I'm gonna get caught, and then from yeah. being caught, I'll bring them down to the inside. It's the fucking one in uh, Skyfall, Skyfall. with Javier Bardem. It's yeah. just absurd, absolutely absurd. Apparently, this like year was the, was the year of getting yes. caught. Well, he's um, the, it was definitely the year where like. It, I think it was the year where too many films had that same plot beat in a row and everyone went, oh, it's, it's not believable. It's completely believable. The evil geniuses are right, idiots. Just because <laughs> you're not smart enough to get caught doesn't um, mean a genius isn't. So yeah, then, Bane, great sequence. Bane can, I, I do want to say something silly about that. We, we, yeah, there's the action sequence they get everyone. And uh, earlier on, uh, the Peter, Peter Baelish uh, had said, oh, I, there are three of you, but I just told the authorities that there's only one of you, so I can kill two of you. Now, later, they've, they've shot off the wings. Of, they've shot into the plane. They've exploded the wings off. They've sawed a hole in the back of this plane. They're about to hop out, and Bane goes to one of his mates, no, they expect one of our bodies, brother. And I'm like, I think if they find this wreckage, they're not going to be like, ah, but everyone who they said was on this is in this plane. So I guess there's no foul play here. This is probably a normal crash. <laughs> what about the bullet holes? Nah, everyone who they reported was on this plane is on this plane. Therefore, there is nothing suspect. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, he uh, leaves one of his uh, mates um, uh, on the plane and we end the sequence. Come back to it's, Gotham. It's, it is such a good. Like I just want to. Th- it is. It's a great after, opening. I just want to throw this after. Christ, when was the last good Aaron Hathaway movie? Um, uh, uh, we, no. Uh, uh, Rachel getting married. Rachel getting married. I guess the last time she worked to the. Yeah, Rachel director. getting married, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve episodes ago. Yeah. that's three months out. So, so that's <laughs> that's the last good director. No, and that sounds harsh, but like a film in which I'm like, oh, this is a someone at like the pe- their peak of ability making something and it opens this film and i'm like oh i'm ready to go i'm ready to yeah. go dig dog let's do this bro um, um so, so we, we can get through the next little bit gotham. yeah yeah, yeah we, we go can back get to through gotham. this quite quickly bale you know uh, batman or whoa, whoa, bruce, whoa, whoa, bruce wayne whoa, whoa, whoa. is, whoa, whoa, whoa. is even injured. before jamie i know we said i have to go oh quickly. my god you can't, i'm trying you can't, to rush through jamie <laughs> exactly jamie all right but, but just one second one second all right? i'm thinking of your right? internet here I, uh, oh no i jamie that's i have an I want to take a brief second to tell Canada to go fuck itself for one specific reason, Jamie. If you bought a data plan which called itself Infinite, how much high-speed data would you expect to get? 
Oh, infinite, Alexander, of it, course. Exactly. Instead, you get 20 gigabytes of high speed internet, and then it goes down to, guess how, guess how fast. That's, so that's 4G, 20 gigabytes of 4G high speed. What do you think it goes down to speed-wise after that? Oh, I'm going to guess high to make it sound... Oh, you probably at least still get 15 megabytes a second, Alexander, guess, of course. Guess low. Just guess low. Uh, like, I don't know, like eight? 216 kilobytes a second. <laughs> oh, 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 That's oh. what you go down. You go down from high speed to essentially unable to load anything. <laughs> However, apparently it's good enough for me to stream this. So that's fine. Yeah, anyway, this is bonkers. This so is I, I still anyway. have internet. It's like you have internet Wi-Fi, but just not at any useful speed. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Commissioner Gordon uh, is meant to be giving a speech in which he's uh, saying, by the way, Harvey Dent was a bad guy. And I completely uh, destroyed like a load of people's lives of this. Like we, we became a police state and enabled a load of people to throw into jail. Possibly not. Well, um, you're right. So, so back to uh, okay, back to Christopher uh, Christopher ba- Christopher Bain. <laughs> can, Christopher, can I try? Can I try and Mr. get through Mr. Mr. Batman? What's his name? Bruce Harvey, Wayne. Harvey Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Bruce Wayne. He's been a recluse. This is eight years after Dark Knight. He's not appeared in public since. His leg is kind of fucked. Uh, there's a party of a bunch of rich people, including Marion Cotillard, um, who was an investor in one of the. Uh, projects in um uh, in dark knight that ended up losing a bunch of money because bruce wayne she's like ah no but i still believe in him i want a meeting with him uh and he's like no uh we are introduced to anne hathaway she is a maid is she though oh all of that black underneath is convenient um and she basically uh breaks into um uh batman's Rain safe Manor. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Manor and in, into the safe. Uh, Bruce Wayne catches her and he's like, oh, you caught me. Oh, didn't you know I can switch my voice to sexy in three seconds? Oh, yeah. Um, Alyssa yep. and I were have, had a drinking game for this, which uh, basically was uh, if, uh, Chris, it was Alfred gives a speech, drink. Uh, Bane uh, seems like he should be in a drag show. Uh, uh, for some reason, drink. And uh, any time uh, Anne Hathaway is uncomfortably sexy in this movie, drink. And yeah, yeah. Anne Hathaway um, just goes into full like, I'm going <laughs> to vamp for this entire movie. Um, and it's great. So yeah, she she gets away uh, with some pearls, but also Bruce Wayne is like, huh, she was dusting for my fingerprints. That's weird. Uh, and so he's sort of in the Batcave doing a little bit of research. Mm. Uh, Alfred comes up and he's like, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> I've always thought that you were never going to come back to Gotham. Um, and we get... That's now, the I, worst... I wanna... That, no, I want to say, you actually, <laughs> actually are from South London and it really fucking pisses me off that that's Michael Gaines' yes, fresh. It's almost as if I'm on a fucking comedy podcast, Alexander! You're correct, Jamie. I forgot. The standard Michael Caine accent isn't funny enough. you got to play it off for giggles. I apologize. Michael Caine... Um, of course, okay. you talk like um, you're only meant to blow the bloody doors off. Bloody that's, doors a ter- off. that's a terrible impression. Um, I apologise. Um, Michael Anyway, Kane. I wanted Michael to. Uh, we, we've managed to make it 30 seconds further in the film, but I do actually want to pause and talk about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we this get like telling a story. At least this is two weeks. Can we just do this <laughs> we, as like two episodes? Him, um, <laughs> we'll see how we go. Um, uh, so. <laughs> Um, uh, he goes into this whole story about when he was away training with Ra's al Ghul he was hoping he would never come back and he was hoping that one day he would be out in Paris you know sit in a restaurant not in Paris in Florence you idiot in Italy oh why God. would anyone want to live in Paris oh it's shit it, Paris is shit Jamie alright what, what's Paris got that Florence doesn't alright Florence is for people who fuck Paris is for people who smoke cigarettes and judge me okay that's enough <laughs> okay so uh, 
anyway, he's like, I'm, I'm hoping. And and spoiler alert, I, I was hoping I would see you, you know, sat there and you'd be with your wife. When you were away, when you were away training with Razal Ghoul, I hoped I'd, I'd go to Florence and I'd sit at this cafe every Friday and I hope I, I, I'd hope I saw story. you. And I hope that you look at me and you'd have kids and you'd have, well, now now I'm further on, uh, and you have kids and then we look at each other and that we know I never wanted you to come back to Gotham, Mr. Wayne. So to to sort of spoil the very end of this movie, that is literally the end of the movie. Spoilers! Um, (laughs) But, okay, all I wanted to say, all I wanted to, is in rewatching, knowing that this is foreshadowing, it is almost cringily bad in in how oh. obvious the foreshadowing is but on first watching yeah. you wouldn't feel that you wouldn't think oh this is setting up for the end so is that bad or not because on rewatching i was like fuck this is so obvious like this is really hamming it up setting it up for the end um but on first watching i don't think you would do that so does that matter um I mean, very much in the sense that, like, I think all Nolan's movies are meant to be watched in the cinema. Like, like I think he talks about this a lot. Like, that's why I think he wants HBO Max to go fuck itself. Um, and, hey, I think we can all agree for HBO Max to go fuck itself. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think it's bad. Like, I, I think... No, 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 sorry, I don't think it's bad. I think in the cinema this worked for me, right? Like, because the ending was... Like, it works very well in the ending. Yeah. So the setting yeah. up for that pays off. And I think even if you still think, oh, well, it's setting up for the ending, the ending still works really well. The, the, the payoff yeah. of he gets out, he gets free of this pain, or not free of this pain, but he, he moves on with his life, is a good ending. And I think, uh, so I, I agree, like it's, you know, it's like the only side <laughs> cutaway we have in the entire film, which feels kind of weird. And I think that's why yeah. when you look back, you're kind of like, ugh. But um, no, I, I like it. I think it's good. And I, fair I like, enough, fair enough. I, I right. think Michael Caine's great in this, so I love him. He is, he is. Oh, it's Michael Caine. Um, Pride, right, Pride let, of London. Let, do right, do um, you let me get, will you let me get through the next 20 minutes of this film, which I think I can do quite quickly. Okay, and even quietly, if I get someone a bit wrong. No, no, okay, okay, then I'll judge you. I'm going to judge you okay, for this, Jamie. So, there we, go. Uh, we get introduced to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He is a de- detective. Um... Uh, he finds out that some kids have been going missing in the city and just going down the sewers, you know, as kids do. Uh, specifically kids from the orphanage that he used to be at, which is also the orphanage uh, Bruce Wayne was at. Um, we also then no, have... No, no, it wasn't... Ja- no, Jamie. Sorry, I need to stop you for a... Uh, <sighs> carry on, carry on. I'll, I'll critique you up. I'll critique you up. Okay, go, fine. Go, it go. wasn't the same orphanage. Doesn't no, matter. No, Jamie. It's funded Bruce, by Bruce Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, Bruce Wayne never went to a fucking orphanage. He uh, was a okay, billionaire. Yes, was, Do you think they okay. put billionaires in orphanages, you tit? <laughs> carry on, what, carry on. Okay, yes, Alfred looked after him. We saw yes. this in the first movie, you idiot. When, okay. Sorry, did you just say oh yes, sometimes they do? When have you ever heard about a billionaire living in an orphanage? Piss off, carry on. So, what was Anne Hathaway doing with the uh, prince? Well, she wants to sell it to um, to a criminal. The criminal then is like, haha, I'm going to kill you instead. She's like, haha, you see that bloke over there? Uh, that's the congressman that everyone's been looking for for the last couple of days. I fucked him and brought him here. Um, and I just, uh, you just called the police. Police turn up. She, uh, you know, plays the damsel in distress role um and there's a bit of a shootout between the police and um uh, uh and these baddies um and hathaway escapes but uh in the ensuing fight uh, the commissioner gordon ends up down in the sewer kidnapped by one of these men they bring him to bane bane is like why the fuck do you have commissioner <laughs> gordon here why would you do that <laughs> like that's an insane thing to do we were pretty chill down here no one knew we were here and then you brought the fucking police commissioner here um 
uh, the police commissioner manages to like roll off, <laughs> just, just fucking rolls off to the side, uh, ends up going down the sewer, escapes. Um, well, not escapes, but uh, gets, uh, I believe, yeah, he wounded. Uh, he does. He does. Well, he it, how much do you define an escape? He's wounded and barely breathing. Um, That's escape, Jamie. Jamie, <laughs> the condition you're in doesn't. Catch, he's free of Bane. Bane does um, not catch him because yeah. JGL. All right, Mr. Gordon Levitt. All right, man, just to save the day. He goes because yes. he found a body earlier with the dudes. He comes back. He's like, oh, I know the. All the rest of the police officers are like, we don't want this hothead here. And he's like, well, if he's in the sewers, then I know where he's going to come out because I found the body earlier. So showing that he's a good detective, a pretty good detective, he goes around to where the body was and yeah. finds uh, and, the commissioner. And you know how good a detective he is? Well, we'll find out in the next scene because he goes to Wayne Manor uh, and he goes up to Bruce Wayne <laughs> and he basically just goes, mate, 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 I was seven and I looked you in the eyes and I fucking knew you were Batman, you twat. <laughs> And it's it's setting up for the reveal later on that you know he's he's a brilliant detective. It doesn't quite work. <laughs> he's just, no, he literally does just say, "I saw that look in your eyes, and I've I've felt that look, so I know you're Batman." If, if we talk, if we to talk about like I know some people really hate this movie, and I don't. I think there's a lot to love about it. I think there's a lot of fun stuff. The one thing I don't like is actually this this scene in particular because it's it's such a they were sitting there and they're like okay i know we know how the, like the second and the third acts work right like batman becomes bane again, the, uh, sorry uh bruce wayne becomes bane, batman again what <laughs> everyone's names are too similar bruce wayne becomes he's batman again he goes and fights bane he fails he comes back and he wins sure how does he get to that point and i understand that they're sitting there and they're like it needs to be a speech it can't be alfred because alfred doesn't want him to be batman again it can't be commissioner gordon because commissioner gordon needs to be taken out okay we need another character to come in but to do that we need this other character to be like i know who you are you need to do this thing because they killed every other character who knows that he's batman or they wouldn't want him to come out of hiding anyway yeah. and that's fair enough i guess but it it you're right it plays weirdly hollow in this scene like i don't know why they yeah. couldn't just have people say like there's and not have uh, JGL come in and do it but just have like something on the news where the news person's like we're all gonna die this is terrible oh no where's the Batman we need the Batman I don't know something like that I think would have been better yeah. than this but scene. yeah basically as you say JGL uh, is just like I know you're Batman Gotham needs you I'm cool um, you're Batman he, he goes and visits uh, Commissioner Gordon I'll be honest, don't really remember what he says. Uh, he, but he's, you know, put, he's just put a fucking ski mask on and it's like, yeah. oh, he goes, he goes to the hospital. The, the doctor's like, every oh, bone yeah. in your body is badly broken. Don't yeah. do anything dangerous. And he's like, sure, just jumps out the window, smashes yeah. into commission. Plays by, played by Thomas Lennon, for Tom Lennon for some reason, who's like a guy from like Reno 911. He's yeah. like a re, like a comedy guy and he's just played the doctor in here. But yeah, he's basically just like, yeah, your body's fucked, mate. Um, uh, he then goes to a ball hosted by Marion Cotillard, um, uh, and uh, he's like, oh, sorry about that whole um, you not having any money stuff. And she's like, oh, no, I know men like you. Men like you don't, you know, plow a bunch of money to, to change the world and then don't care about the world. Uh, you clearly care about the world. Um, uh, he then finds Anne Hathaway, who's uh, wearing a cat mask. Ooh, interesting. That's, that's, that's an interesting little... She's not wearing... She's wearing just like... She's wearing like a Venetian mask. She's wearing yeah. little kitty ears, which I find oh, very yes, funny. Ears. It is um, like she's Ariana Grande and I, I am, again, deeply confused by Anne Hathaway in this movie, but that's not to say I don't like it. All right? It's great. Yeah. Um, um, as a, it, he takes the pearls back um, because they have a, good, a tracking device oh, or something. A, there's a great line in this bit where she's... Uh, where he's like... She's, uh, he basically says, oh, who are you pretending to be? Oh, you know, X, Y, Z. And she goes, oh, who are you pretending to be? 
and he's like billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. And I like that line, right? Like the idea that like actually for Batman, like the disguise is not Batman. The disguise is Bruce yeah. Wayne. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne has found out some point uh, either through, I think through JGL, uh, that the orphanage is no longer being funded. So he goes to his money man, Lucius Fox, played by Morgan Freeman. Um, uh, and he's like, hey, what's what's going on with that? And, and Lucius Fox is like, well, it's really weird. Um, in order to, to fund uh, orphanages, you need to have this thing called money. And what you did eight years ago was lose all the money that your company makes. So we're not really able to do that anymore. Um, but, you know, ignoring that, by the way, I've got uh, tanks downstairs. want to go see them. Um, let's, go see some let's go see some tanks, bro. That would be um, like me coming over to your house and you being like, yeah, no, you, uh, the podcast made us broke, but uh, I've got some tanks. Yeah, I just, I just found them. He's apparently been like taking them out of commission so they don't fall into the wrong hands. It's... It's a bit wishy-washy, but whatever. Um, well, no, and he's got yeah. a new one called the Bat. Uh, it it can fly. It, whatever. It's yeah. it's now the Bat. You've, I. It's the Batwing. It's cool. The Batmobile. The Batmobile works as a name. It works. I get it. Why? Why? And then they, I, I don't know why. And maybe it's just because it's more iconic than the other ones. But then they're just like, oh, I guess he's now got the bat copter well, no, and, but and the bat bike here's the, no, no, but it here's just the thing. doesn't roll off it's the not, tongue as it's well. not it's not the bat copter in the it, it, i believe it's the bat wing right it yeah. went in the comic books and but however fair enough they sat there and they went i don't i don't want anyone to call it the bat wing can't <laughs> can't reasonably do that they don't even call the batmobile the batmobile on this they call it the tumbler um, oh yeah they do um he also he at this point develops um just clamps that kind of just fix his knee. <laughs> you know, it's, it's classic Bruce Wayne shit. He's smart. He's a scientist. He just figures out if you just put your leg under enough pressure, it'll fix itself. Um, uh, you know, uh, Michael Caine gives a classic Michael Caine speech. I don't want you to Gotham don't need you no more you don't got to give cough in your life <laughs> I don't know why you my went to drama Michael school <laughs> you went to drama school I, the people at home can't see this I don't know why my impression of Michael Caine has his head bobbing up and down vigorously my, I I'm wish talking you, like you to Gotham my dear son <laughs> Anyway, uh, we then get another iconic Bane scene um, yeah. where they break into the stock exchange. Uh, they break in, um, they they shoot. Of course, the, the classic way to shut down the stock exchange is to shoot the televisions. Um, that's, that stops the stock exchange. But they don't, they don't, Jamie, they don't want to stop the stock exchange. No, they, right, exactly. they want to steal, they want to tap in and steal money from it. How does no, this no, all work, that's science not, wise? Jamie, that's not even what they're doing. Let me explain, you idiot. Let me explain to you the plan, all right? Let me point out all the plot holes you've mentioned so far. Okay. No, so okay. what they try, what they're trying to do, which is explained later, is using the thumbprint from Catwoman. They are yeah. trying to short a bunch of stocks for Bruce Wayne. They're pretending to. Ah, they're I've, using, seen, they're, I've seen the big short. I know this. I'm exactly. in. I'm keen. They, they, they basically want to lose all of Bruce, make Bruce Wayne lose all of his money. So they go in. They can shut down the stock exchange. They kidnap a bunch of people, and then they continue the like kind of the process of selling, uh, selling all these. It, uh, it's time to go mobile. Yeah, I, I think this seems very cool. I, like <laughs> I think it. that was. I think that was the day that Bane yeah. had a cold. <laughs> um, Batman shows up, but the police are all then like, "I'm going to catch Batman," because they because everyone blames Batman for the, den- the death of Harvey Dent, and they're yeah. like, "I'm going to catch Batman rather than catch these guys who just stole all this stuff." They're like, "Who cares about them, Batman?" And it's sort of I think it's meant to point out that like at this point, actually, as as Alfred has been saying all along, 
Gotham doesn't need Batman. Gotham needs Bruce Wayne. And he refuses to, to do that. He kind of distracts the police. The police could have done it anyway. Or probably, may not necessarily have caught up, but they would have not lost uh, uh, Bane. Uh, and instead they kind of go after Batman. Batman manages to steal the uh, computer they are using to kind of set up the trades. But it's not until the next day that uh, Bruce Wayne finds that out. This is where we get the kind of, uh, I'm not sure if it's infamous speech, but uh, it's the speech with uh, where Alfred kind of goes, Bruce is like, cool, uh, you go take this to Lucius so we can find out what they're trying to trade. Um, uh, Alfred's like, I will, but that's the last thing I'm going to do. I'm going to quit because I worry that you're basically doing this to kill yourself. That like you yeah, don't uh, want to uh, live. Uh, the I've I've buried uh, enough members of the the Bruce Wayne family. I won't bury another. The Bruce Wayne family. It's very funny. I just go up to your house and like your your mum's made really lovely dinner. And you're just like you know I I really want to thank you and all the ha- <laughs> all the members of the Jamie Jones <laughs> the Jamie family. Jones family. <laughs> um, I mean, um, tec- technically, technically, at this true. point, considering yes. he's the only person alive, it is the Bruce Wayne family. Right, <laughs> it, is, it is currently the Bruce Wayne family. So he then uh, Alfred's like, I think I think you're trying to kill yourself, and uh, you need to have a life. You can't keep doing this, like. They need you, they need your knowledge, they need your resources. Hey, maybe if you didn't just hoard all this wealth yourself, but you try to make society better, these problems wouldn't exist. And Batman's like, no. And Alfred's like, you could have a life. And Batman's like, I, I had a life. And this is where we have to talk about the Dark Knight briefly. Uh, for those who haven't seen the Dark Knight, none of this will make any sense to you anyway. Yeah. And go watch it, it's a great film. Um, in that, uh, Alfred's, no, sorry, Batman's on again, off again, love interest. Rachel uh, is dating Harvey Dent, the guy who becomes Two-Face and who dies and sets up the kind of concept for this movie. In that, uh, Batman had always said, Rachel had always said to Batman in the first movie that, you know, I'll be there when you are ready to hang up the, the cowl, right? Like, I love you, and one day when you're ready to stop being Batman, we can have a life together, but when you stop being Batman, because we're, we're true love. And over the course of The Dark Knight, Rachel decides that actually she's it doesn't really matter. She loves Harvey more than she loves uh, Bruce. She loves Bruce, but, but, but she loves Harvey more. So she's going to decide to be with Harvey, and then no matter what, doesn't matter if he hangs up the cowl, um, he won't be there for her. Uh, writes this letter she's then dead at this point the point of like uh, uh, Bruce getting this letter she's dead and uh, Alfred importantly burns the letter Alfred uh, thinks that Bruce at this point when the Joker's ravaging the city after the Joker's killed uh, Rachel he thinks I, you know, he needs to have the fight still in him if we're to bring this guy down and destroys the letter so, he d- d- so Bruce never finds this out so Bruce has for the last 8 years thought that Rachel died wanting to be with him Alfred at this point is like there was a letter from uh, there was a letter from Rachel saying, "Hey, she doesn't want to be with you." So it's not that it's not that you had the chance of this life. That's not fair at all. You just need to move on. And uh, Bruce Bruce gives like quite a good line, which I, I like, which is um, something on the lines of like, "You uh, you expect me to shake your hand after you after you kind of betrayed me in this way." And I, which I don't know why, but I quite like it. And Alfred's like, no, I, I know that you're not going to show me my hand, and I know that you're not going to forgive me. But if that, this is what it takes to like protect the boy who I've raised since he was like, I heard him crying upstairs. Then like, I will do that. And they go off. And at this point, Bruce Wayne uh, has no more uh, friends. All right, Bruce Wayne all alone. No one likes Bruce Wayne because he's a oh, wanker. oh, is he all alone? Oh, who's Ooh. that coming through the door in about 10 minutes? But sure. I, so Bruce Wayne I, I goes, remember. yeah, he's then going broke. He finds out, oh no, all these trades have happened. He goes briefly to uh, Wayne Enterprises where he then puts Miranda Tate in charge of uh, the Wayne. Uh, Miranda Tate being uh, Marion Cotillard, of course. Yeah. 
Marion Duck. Um, that's what Cotillard means, right? Who knows? What does Cotillard mean? French, I have a French degree. I definitely know this. Canard is Canard. I'm not Cotillard. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Cotillard does not mean anything. Okay, cool. Uh, she then proceeds to... Uh, she's now in charge of Wayne Enterprises. He goes back to Wayne Manor. They've let him keep Wayne Manor, although they've repossessed his Ferrari. Uh, so he gets driven there by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. When he's at the... Uh, when he's at the kind of uh, Wayne Mansion, um, he meets uh, Marion again, and they proceed to have sex. Uh, Batman's gonna fuck in this movie, lads. Let's go! Oh, yeah. Uh, after having sex, uh, I can't even remember what next happens. He tries to meet uh, up with Selena Kyle again, I think. Uh, so yeah, this it, this is then running into when he has his conf- confrontation with Bane, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, so he, he is told uh, he's told Catwoman that they've had they had a scene which we skipped over, but it's fine. That like because uh, Catwoman's looking for the blank slate, right? She wants to be able to get rid of her um, criminal record. Uh, so she can get out of Gotham. Currently, she can't go anywhere because uh, she gets pulled up every time on her record and she's kind of stuck in the city and she wants to leave. She wants to escape. Um, he says, I can get this for you. All right, the, the people who you're working with say it doesn't exist. I'm Batman. I can do whatever. I can get this for you. She's like, Batman. cool. I'll take you. To, I can get you to Bane. Yeah. Well, guys, I think she says, I can get you to guys who can get you to Bane. And she ends up tricking him and catching him in Bane's like enclosure. And he's like, you betray me. And she's like, uh, yeah, sorry. Did they, did yeah, they? I did. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I feel uh, bad. And then um, uh, we we uh, we at some point have learned about Bane's backstory is that like he's the only per- there's a there's a prison you know somewhere in in in, in, in hell some deep recess oh, um, uh, which it's is basically hell. just a big fucking well. They just take a big fucking hole in the ground and they're like, well, we're just gonna chuck all the bad guys down there and they can't escape. So who gives a shit? We don't need any guards. We'll just chuck them all down there. Uh, and Bane was the the only person ever born in this place. No, no, so he. The yeah. Bane was born in a prison. It's never specified which. I, it, it isn't actually this. Uh, but but sure. But right. that was spoilers. 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 This is what we think at the time. He was yeah. uh, born in this prison. Um, and and um, he escaped. As, only person and, to ever escape. Escaped. Only person to ever escape. Uh, by jumping as, as a boy yeah. and and Bane um, worked for the League of Shadows. He ended up getting trained yes. by the League of Shadows, but was excommunicated for being too extreme. Um, yes, League, so of League of Shadows, Shadows. Being the, the people that trained and then Batman. ultimately the villains uh, the in movie. the first Batman film. Yeah. Um, we then, in this uh, confrontation with uh, Batman here, they're in a fight, we get the very classic line. Um, uh, you really adapted the darkness. I was born in it, shaped by it. I think that's the best one I've done thus far. Yeah. I, think that, I think that might be the best one I've done thus far. I was born in the darkness. You merely adopted it. I'm so um, sorry, dear listeners. Guys, um, anyway. I'm sorry that they're of this, like, we may end up splitting this into two parts because it may be going along. And I apologize that about at least half that is because we've been doing bad impressions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let, let, let's aim to try and get this into one sure. episode so, and, no, 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 and no, no, see no, if no. we can get okay, through. So, Jimmy, so, Jimmy, 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 no, no, no. He sh- breaks he- Batman's back. Break Batman back and bam, smashed him. Right, you're going off to that prison in uh, in I think it's Morocco. I know they speak Jay, no, Moroccan. Jay, Jay, they okay, are speaking okay. Moroccan. That's great. You know that. I didn't know that because Jamie, it's kind of confusing here because who who grows up in this prison? Do we know? Well, first of all, apparently Bane, who has a weird English accent, so I'm not sure what he's doing in a Moroccan <laughs> prison. And then two we later find out that French Marion Cotillard, the daughter of Liam Neeson, also grew up in the prison and also has a French accent. 
accent. Look, I don't know look, what this when, broken look, prison is look, doing. When look, when you stick a bunch of people underground, they just get all get different accents. It's it, it's I, a cultural it, it, melting it, it, pot of crime. Yeah, right? It's a cultural it's melting pot. It's the most beautiful of society. Um, so yeah, uh, Bane is now a uh, Bane. Batman is now stuck in this uh, prison, yeah. uh, and we. Can we can we go to the football pitch? That's that's yeah, really this, the next big so thing. So basically, but, well, no, no. What? So no, Jamie, we missed that classic line. All right. Uh, Bane basically goes, "I'm going to be you're going to be stuck here, and you're going to be alive while I destroy Gotham. I'm going to do what Ra's al Ghul in the first one couldn't do, and I'm going to destroy Gotham. I'm going to make you watch." Uh, and then they get the classic line, "When Gotham is ashes, then you have my permission to die," um, which go. is a good one. So anyway, uh, he then goes um, and proceeds we- to do the Gotham thing what they proceed to do Bane's plan is essentially this one he nicks a bunch of weapons off uh, Wayne Enterprises he turns out his big cave was underneath they blew up the ceiling and the tumblers fall to the floor and suddenly he has all Batman's gadgets cool step number two you get Lucius Fox and uh, Marion Cotillard and you're like yo uh, I need this uh, nuclear fusion device you're using for clean energy which uh, Batman didn't want anyone to use because it could be could maybe be turned into a weapon cool I'm turning it into a weapon the guy they were extracting from the plane at the beginning of the film shows back up and he's like oh I gotta make this into a weapon for you ah oh, crap okay does so they now have a nuclear bomb in Gotham it's really bad it could blow up the whole of Gotham and kill everyone inside that's not good step number three the evil plan is to uh, trap all the police underground alright Blake's like <laughs> look Blake and um, Commissioner Gordon are like you know what we have to do we have to send every single police officer underground to take down Bane's army <laughs> no police officers overground there can be no crime overground we must all be underground this so, could never go wrong <laughs> in, the best, in the best plan of all time um, but yes yeah, so they then all just they charge basically... up to the ground and they blow up the tunnels the police yeah. are stuck underground they also blow up all the bridges the, the well, now animal bridges get the very iconic scene from yeah. uh, of the, the trailer, football yeah. pitch which uh, apparently a fun fact about this is it's supposed to be set in winter so everyone is wearing winter coats they had 11,000 extras for this uh, but they filmed it in the height in a heat wave in Pittsburgh so everyone's wearing like big thick coats and they were like people die like not dying sorry uh, people people being uh, like having to be taken away because of like heat exhaustion and shit it's, it's um, in it, but, it, it, but it works for a really yeah. Scene. It works for a really great scene. No, it's, with, a, it, uh, like, it's, a, it's a kickoff uh, at, a, at a American football game. Guy receives the kickoff. He's running downfield. He's like, no one's tackling me. This is great. Uh, and doesn't realize that behind him, literally, there's just it, fucking explosions. Yeah. In fact, the one thing I would criticize, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, Chris Nolan, I know, you're, I know you're a good filmmaker. You've probably got, you know, a few more accolades mm-hmm. than yeah. me. I wish they'd <laughs> held on that shot for longer. I think they sort of intersperse it yeah, with a yeah. bunch of the other stuff going on. And it, I cool. wish we'd just held that shot of him running because it's a great shot. It's a great shot. Jamie's, of him Jamie's away just in the corner, scene. being like, "I'm just jacking off to this shot, all right." But unless you have a long take, <laughs> I can't come. Okay, that is the dirtiest joke I made in this podcast, I think. Other than uh, <laughs> is it? Um, I don't know. So yeah, Bane is basically like, "Oh, we control the city now." No, no, he's like, you control the city. I'm going to pretend to be a populist leader. Yes, one of you ordinary citizens has the detonator for the bomb. I am giving power to you. So Bane Bane is setting up his his criminal uh, wasteland in Gotham. Meanwhile... 
bail. Uh, he's seen this back in the prison and he's like, look, I'm bored of having a broken back. <laughs> broken, I'm, you know, you guys have a broken back, but I'm built different. Yeah. Um, and so he just starts training no, his way out no, of a broken no. back. What happens? Oh God, to, to, to the, there's a doctor in the prison. Don't know why, but okay. They got healthcare in this prison. The doctor then puts a big rope around him and fixes his back. He briefly sees uh, Rachel Ghoul, uh, played by Liam Neeson, who's like, uh, I didn't manage to destroy Gotham, but nor did, but you didn't manage to save it. The only uh, success, the, the only success you had in Gotham was built upon a lie. Was built upon the Harvey Dent thing, uh, and that was a lie. And therefore, uh, your victory was your moral victory was hollow. And therefore, we need to destroy Gotham. I'm immortal, but not literally. I'm a ghost, Ooh. and disappears. Um, Bane then should, proceeds should, to yeah, should, well, he gets we, jacked. Should we do these like the, these are interspersed, but should sure, we deal so with them separately? Let's sure, do let's Batman Bane. up until he escapes, and then Bane until yeah, yeah, sure. that, yeah. Batman gets back. So he's watching um, all this so, happen on the thing. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh no, what's happening in Gotham? This is really bad. Months are passing. He's training himself. He's getting thick. Uh, he's getting built again. Uh, he's like, okay, how do I get out of here? And he kind of sees people, proceeds to climb the walls on the way out. But at the top, everyone always fails. And he asks around, and it turns out there was only one person who ever managed to escape. And that was a child born in here. A child, funnily enough, who was the child of Rachel Ghoul, who we see in the first movie. But he goes, oh no, that means Bane's the child of Rachel Ghoul. This is going to be terrible. Um, your, your pronunciation of Raz is very weird. I think it's, it, no, it is Razagul. In the movie, they pronounce, pronounce it Rachel Ghoul. Um, really? Oh, yeah, I did not clock I that. Because it, 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 it is spelt Razagul. I, I get that. In the movies, everyone's like, Razagul. It's weird. Weird. Um, um, so, yeah, basically, they're like, okay, so you've got to try and make that jump. He tries it a few times. They tie a rope around him. Now, where is that rope, like, anchored onto? Who knows? It's um, weird. But, um, well, no, where, where's, where's, where's oh, the pivot point? Where's the pivot point true. to stop him from falling? It's surely not above the fucking well. Otherwise, must, he'd just climb out. Uh, it must be like, like a free solo. Like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be halfway up kind of thing. Um, um, anyway, so he keeps on trying. Uh, and eventually, eventually, and failing, obviously. And, and eventually, an old, an, old man, an old man basically says... The reason why you the the reason why the kid did it is because you didn't have a fear for death, right? You gotta you gotta want to escape more than you have to fear dying, um, and you have to accept that fear, right? Like you have to accept that like you have you, that kind of thing. And he's like, okay, cool. So the next and, time, and of course, and of course, Alexander, no one else who tried to escape, like all the other people who tried to escape, they they had they were they didn't care. They didn't just want it as much as this but it, kid. But the it, rest of them, yeah. I, I think what it's meant... So basically what he then proceeds to do, he then proceeds to, unlike all the other times, he takes a little pack with him so he can kind of... Uh, of supplies for when he's going to leave. Uh, which I think is showing that actually this time he believes he's going to go. And he climbs yeah. it without the rope. It is the rope that holds him back because climbing with the rope means that you... Basically you're, you're okay not dying, right? Um, he'd been training... So he'd been training because he's been like, oh, it's my body that makes the jump. And the guy goes, no, it's your soul that makes the jump. Um, he manages to escape, uh, so he goes up. He has no rope. He makes the jump. He manages to do it. He's he's uh, free. He's he's escaped. The and prison. and of course, about to make the quickest journey back to Gotham anyone has ever made in their life. No, but um, it's, it's here's the thing. This is people. I remember this movie coming out, and people infuriatingly talking about plot holes in this movie. I just want to say this is explicitly a five month period between Bane taking over Gotham. And Batman getting back to Gotham, right? Because it's they said, hey, the bomb's just going to detonate naturally in five months. <laughs> we don't, they, they don't give a clear timeline, but he has, 
let's say at least a month, at least a month to get from Morocco to Gotham. I believe Batman could do that. That's completely <laughs> believable. I don't have to see it happen on the screen for me to believe that Batman can travel halfway across the world. That is not unbelievable to me. You don't need to see everything happen on screen. Fuck you, internet okay. people. You like talking about problems. So, so we <laughs> meanwhile, go to the- while that's all been going on, uh, Bane has been setting up his his uh, criminal justice system. We get uh, Killian Murphy back, uh, who plays <laughs> Scarecrow, um, yeah. and he's playing the judge of this now. Uh, you know, a fucking band of um, criminals who, who sure. just roll, roll out anyone He's, and they Killian go, Murphy, right, we're going to kill you. The only the only villain to appear in all three movies, uh, which I, mm. I just kind of like, because again, uh, Christopher Nolan just like, apparently likes working with Killian Murphy. Great. Always cool. Shows up in the first one as the big bad guy. Shows up in the second one briefly at the beginning as drug dealer. And shows up in the third one as this dude, which is great. He kind of goes to people. He's going to the rich. Uh, and he's in a, in a classic eat the rich situation. Is going around uh, being like, okay, you've been judged for your crimes. Do you want to be exiled or sentenced to death? And the guy's like, exiled. They're like, cool, you're going out on the ice. You can walk across the Hudson River to get to, not the Hudson River, whatever Gotham River is, uh, and walk across to the other side. And he's like, cool, walks across the ice falls right through and that Jamie do you want to know why ever since I moved to Canada I've become a little paranoid about what if I fell through ice or what if a bear attacks me so I've been looking up strategies okay Jamie what if I ended up I my biggest fear not my biggest fear I have a lot of fears other than hurdles one of my <laughs> biggest fears is is being on like a frozen lake because the idea of like falling through and dying is the most horrific idea to me like that is genuinely the thing which like frightens me most in the world is like drowning and then seeing ice above you not being able to break through it Here's what you do if you're on thin ice. Okay. You get onto it and you lie down on the ice. Because when you do that, you spread your body weight. Spread out, yeah. Yeah, as wide as possible. And then you just commando crawl across as slowly as you can. Because that way you're like dispersing your weight across the ice rather than standing and gonna like you know likely applying too much pressure down. That's what you do. All these fucking idiots. Uh, okay, yeah, idiots, fine. Jamie. That's, idiots, okay, Jamie. That's what you do, Morons. Alexander. Plot that's holes. What you do, Plot but holes. I'm built Everyone's different. <laughs> I'm built different. I would just run really, really fast so that the ice can't catch me. <laughs> oh, there'd be no way I'd fall. I'd, I'd go too quick. I'd, there wouldn't be time for me to fall through the ice. <laughs> Jamie, there are so many plot holes in this movie because everyone doesn't behave like I would, a fucking genius who can see everything with hindsight, having watched it five times. Anyway, um, they all die. So... so they then proceed to we then go through Bane's plan basically like Gotham's in a state of kind of revolution uh, the, the, the poor are eating the rich I guess is sort of happening in this Catwoman is broken out Catwoman earlier on we, we probably should have mentioned this is put in just a men's prison because apparently she's too dangerous for a women's prison oh, yes. I don't know why it's harder to escape from a men's prison than it is to escape from a women's prison that seems like a problem you should maybe sort out the women's prison but sure no, they, just okay. make, they just make the walls slightly higher on a men's prison because men are taller on average <laughs> It's uh, it's when you're being forced for slave labor to work for pennies on the the dollar, uh, you get about two cents more uh, working in a men's prison than you did in a women's prison. It's very sad. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, she's, she, a she, she's, she's escaped, escaped from prison, but she's not happy. She doesn't like this communist revolution, all right? She likes stealing from the rich. She, she likes giving to the poor, kind of, but she doesn't believe in whatever this is. No one really does. It's kind of confusing who's going out and stealing on the shit because people in Gotham don't seem to be super happy with this. Um, we the, the the vibes are very sad. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, "Oh shit, no!" The U.S. government's like, "Okay, we're the U.S. government. We got the biggest army in the world. Let's just 
Let's just go and just take Gotham back. It sounds like a pretty easy plan. They go across the bridge. They meet Bane's guys. Bane's guys are like, you're going to help us defend this bridge. And if anyone comes across, you're going to kill them. And they're like, why? And they're like, well, because if one person comes across, we're going to blow up the we're gonna blow up the whole of Gotham and everyone dies. And the US government goes, yeah, let's negotiate with terrorists. This sounds like a good idea. Let's negotiate yeah. with terrorists. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, they, they, they had a very odd train trolley problem there. And yeah. they were like, well, guess we're hopping on the train as well. <laughs> um, um, so they then, so that's basically what's happening in Gotham. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, got mad at Commissioner Gordon. It's basically revealed that Commissioner Gordon uh, knew that Harvey Dent was, well, everyone seems to believe Bane very quickly. But Bane comes out and is like, I've got, look, I have Commissioner Gordon's speech from the beginning of the film that he didn't read. And as it turns out, Harvey Dent was a bad guy. So these laws that were passed to st- stop criminals and to enable criminals to be held without parole for a number of years. Yes, they're all bad. And Joseph Gordon-Lamb's like, wow, you're a dick. You're, you're a massive dick. And uh, Commissioner Gordon, who for this entire movie has been behaving crazy, has <laughs> just like he's, he's having a breakdown. He's having a very much a late late career breakdown. Is like, yeah, I just go crazy. Sure, yes. Um, they, and, and they definitely weren't. It definitely wasn't because he was threatening to kill my son. Definitely not that. Yeah. Not that. No, but no, I'm, but that's, I'm fine. But no, no, no. I don't need therapy. It's that's the thing. His wife and kids. At the beginning, they mentioned how his wife and kids have left. Right, like he is by yeah. himself, and it is because. He is diff- he goes out and publicly says Harvey Dent was a great guy, despite the fact that Harvey Dent tried to murder his children. That like yeah. he kind of he goes out there and he two faced lies to the world because he thinks oh it can do for the greater good kind of thing. But the greater good is built on a lie, and he kind of says I yeah. wish I hope you had a friend like Batman who could take who can keep you your hands clean. And he, he kind of goes in the muck and Joseph Gordon's like your hands look pretty dirty to me, Captain. Oh Commissioner, whatever. So yeah, all you got to know uh, about what's happening Gordon in Gotham. Get- yep. All you have to know is like they proceed to that there's a bomb the bomb's kept on one of three trucks they don't know which of the three trucks it is each of them has a batmobile in front hand uh, in front of it protecting it they go around and they're trying to each of its lead lines so they can't tell from space which one's the bad guys some commandos come in they try and uh help stuff but they get killed by bane's dude so that doesn't really help the plan basically is okay we're gonna break out we know that there's only a couple days left before this thing explodes anyway we don't think bane has the detonator because why would bane bane's not going to give it up to a normal person that doesn't make sense maybe he doesn't have it on him but it'll be one of his bad guys who has the detonator what we're going to do is we're going to break out the police from underground and then we're just gonna we're just gonna storm the bastille all right yeah. you know what <laughs> blue lives matter guys all right come on we're just gonna storm the bad guys look these jamie <laughs> they can't shoot all of us <laughs> again in a way that this film could never have really intended when it was being made in 2010 2011 but uh, the police storming a bunch of protesters who are holding a uh, like government building uh, does not play super well in 2021. <laughs> and um, that plays super differently as they're being like the police are the good guys and these radicals. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, basically, so are we get are we just gonna get to the execution of the plan? Because there are some like Batman meeting up with with uh, Batman meets you know, up Catwoman with, and whatever. Sure, and he's like, help me out. I've, here's the thing. I came back from space, and people are like, how does he come across the world? And you're like, fuck off. He's Batman, you idiot. <laughs> Shut up. Um, she's like, okay, I'll, I'll help you like do one thing, but then I'm gonna flee. And he's yeah, like, I'll do this one thing, and then I'm hopping on this bike. She's I'm, like, I'm jumping the bridge. He's like, are you gonna bounce? Are you gonna bing? And he's, she's like. Boing, 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 oh, what a throwback to season one! Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> so few people are gonna get that. No, but 
all those extra listens we gained in the meantime just have no idea what's going on um, <laughs> so uh, he, he, he's like cool Batman's back he's wearing a suit he's like I'm Batman uh, proceeds Batman. to Commissioner Gordon is put on trial he's like this isn't a trial I don't you know you're just sentencing me where was the trial and to which uh, Scarecrow is like we well, already decided your guilt and he's like that, that doesn't seem super judicial that doesn't seem like how this works normally no and, to I'm, which the I'm, other... and I'm pretty sure I know I am the policeman yeah, this I, is sort of I my am, thing I, he's looking around and he's like you're gonna kill us we're all we're all police officers and guys blue lives matter okay blue lives matter you can't put us in the eyes and the guy he's like what do you want want exile or death and because Commissioner Gordon's badass he's like well I'm not gonna go willingly so I guess death and the guy's like, cool, death by exile. Death by exile. Clearly, <laughs> clearly no one had planned for this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the panic. Of, it's clearly the panic of like, fuck it. I don't think anyone would ever pick death. Shit. <sighs> um, oh, fuck. I, I don't really actually want to kill a guy. That, that seems kind of rough. Uh, death by exile. Um, but Batman saves him because, yeah. you know, he's Batman. So um, Batman comes back and they then proceed to enact the final plan. They manage to yes. uh, break out the dudes from uh, jail. Oh no, it, it, in the, the slightly overly complicated third act of this film, no third act, last fifth of this film, fifth act, we, what we proceed to have is uh, they break out the police officers from jail. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is told to take the a bunch of kids and like as many people as they can across the bridge and just to tell the US government to like let them out. The US government is like, holy shit, we can't do that. They've got a bomb. Oh no, it blows up the bridge. Dumb move, US government. What were you useful for in this entire film? Like, <laughs> again, really in this movie and probably in all Batman movies is the assumption that the government doesn't work and can't help you. Police officers, they try their best, but the government is useful and you need a billionaire fascist to come in to take Madison his own hands for justice to uh to persevere prevail um so yeah Um, while that's going on you then got the police they're storming the capital uh, in the dumbest no no in the dumbest uh, oh yeah this is not i I like this but they are just so many armed men yeah so many armed men there's literal tanks and they're just like yeah but if we get close enough then it will be too much of a ruckus and they won't want to use their guns because they won't want to shoot their own men now that's bonkers they would have just mowed them all down like immediately but they had especially Uh, when they from a distance they saw them and they thought no i'm just gonna get a bit closer sure whatever batman Um, shows up and disables the tanks all right he disables the tanks so they have a chance of attacking they then attack it then proceeds for batman and batman then shows up again and he Bane just start like duking it out, right? They're wailing on each other. Just bam, bam, each other Very funny uh, note about this scene um, is that uh, Tom Hardy said he was a huge Batman fan as a kid. So uh, pre-filming these scenes, he would be really sad because he's like, "Oh fuck, it's like being up your childhood hero." And then apparently, as soon as action hit, he's just fucking wailing on him. <laughs> There's something about Tom Hardy that the second you say action to him, he is zoned in. <laughs> uh, but he apparently found it very sad beating the shit out of uh, uh, his childhood hero. Batman basically gets uh, the upper hand. He breaks one of uh, Bane's kind of mask um, canisters. Bane's wearing a mask. We haven't mentioned this this entire movie. He's got a creepy <laughs> mask. It's kind of cool. Uh, so, uh, he, and then he's like, I've won. To which Batman says like, you've got to tell me who the traitor is. And then you have my permission to die. And he's been, like I said earlier, he's just been sitting on that for five months. Um, and what happens to him? He gets fucking stabbed. Eat shit, Batman. Uh, and who is it? Oh shit! It's Marion Cotillard. And what? What? 
it's 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 our fucking hamlet uh killed by no man uh reveal like oh you thought that child was a boy but in fact it was a girl it was me i am talia al ghul jamie jamie i think you got i think you got um hamlet one thing, Hamlet. I think you meant Macbeth, and two. I did mean so Macbeth, you, you, but he also double confused it. So one, you confuse Hamlet and Macbeth, and two, you confuse Macbeth with uh, Lord of the Rings to turn the King and the Witch King because <laughs> you're not like, <laughs> I can't be called the man, which is Lord of the Rings. Yes, than, it's, uh, no, no man by woman born or whatever yes, is, is Macbeth. No. <laughs> so I love that like triple confusion. <laughs> <laughs> between Hamlet and Lord of the Rings, and it's great. Um, I'm I'm re- I'm really excited to get a message from my girlfriend as soon as I sh- she hears that, being like, "That was fucking big bad." I'm like, "Listen to the next thirty seconds, <laughs> I beg you." <laughs> That's um, so yeah, anyway, he proceeds um, to he proceeds to uh, she's like, "Get yes. stabbed." She was like. He was like, oh, but you came out of prison. You were the one born in it. He was like, I, no, to, sorry, even before that, Bane's like, how did you get out? How did you get out of the pit? And to which he was like, well, you did, so I could, I could too. And he's like, I never got out. Stab! Oh, it was me. I went out. Yes, it's me, Marion Cotillard. Turns out I'm Talia al Ghul, the child of Raisha Ghul, or Raza Ghul, whoever you want to be. Um, and they're like, okay, it's kind of weird, but sure. And, uh, and Tom Hardy, as Bane, was protecting me. He's the one that, that helped me get out. So when I went out and got the League of Shadows, uh, and I was excommunicated, I was like, fuck that. Go and go, going back, get my mate Bane out. Let's go, lads. They've got, um, they've got, yeah, so, so Raisha Ghul helped, Raza Ghul, Raisha Ghul, whatever goes in and uh, breaks out uh, Tom Hardy. They train both of them. They both train in the League of Shadows. However, Bane then gets excommunicated because... Um, and it's described as because Bane reminds Razagul that he left his wife in a prison to die. Um, <laughs> which, you know, it's fair enough. Look, fair Bane, enough I get it. I get it. You are the best soldier I have. You're an absolute murder machine. You kind of just bum me out, lad. <laughs> can, yeah, dude, can you just kind of leave? It reminds you're, me of You're the really fact. bringing the vibes down. Um, so, so okay, we, we we can do this. It's an hour and twenty. Al, we can yeah, we no, can no, make no. our so, way. So, we so, we, so, we so, can so, do this in one hour. Just powering through. Catwoman. She, uh, anyway, Tally goes tries to hit the explode button because she, uh, she's a suicide bomber apparently. Sure, why not? Uh, she then that doesn't work. But Commissioner Gordon got the bomb disarmed. However, the bomb's still going around and they can still blow it up if they do it manually. Um, she goes off to go blow up the bomb. Uh, at this point, uh, Catwoman shows up and just fucking nukes Bane. All right, Bane's like, I'm going to kill you, Batman, and I'm going to leave you to die. And Catwoman shows up and just takes him out like a little cat. All right, she just destroys this this man with it with the bat tank, not bat tank, the, the bat the, the bat bike, bat cycle, bat bike, bat cycle, whatever. It sounds bad. It sounds bad. Batmobile, good. Bat bat cycle, <laughs> rubbish. Um, anyway, um, just objectively speaking, Batmobile sounds fucking impressive. Um, but man shows up to you in a bat cycle. You have to question his identity. All right, you got to looking at you. Uh, and and he's like, oh damn I thought you were going to leave but this is so sexy uh, um, she's like yeah I guess I had to come back alright whatever um, cool. and they then like, proceed okay, to go cool. after the bomb they go after the bomb this is this, sorry I gotta say this is the point at which last night uh, my ability to watch this film died because I used up all 10 gigabytes left of my data uh, in one sitting one two half hour so would you, would you like me to, to at least I know you'll have the memory would you like me to, to, yeah, to yeah. power through so basically um, they find the bomb but they're like they they found it too late yeah. uh, Talia al Ghul was driving the van and she's like Haha, you may have you may have killed me but you don't have time to get rid of the bomb um, and uh uh, the cat woman is like, oh, this is sad. Let's fuck. And he's like, no, I can still do this. Um, and he hops in his Sorry, big uh, his, his big bat wing. Like I yeah. said, I couldn't watch it last night. And the first time I watched it, I was, what, 2012? So I was 
Oh Christ, 14, 15, I can't remember how old it was. Um, but I don't really remember. Does she go, do you want to fuck? No, no. But, you know, she's like, <laughs> oh, let's just live out our last moments together in these sexy vibes. Um, and uh, and he's like, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself. He gets his bat. Um, he picks up the bomb, connects it to uh, everyone else. He's like, oh, God, the time's running out. We've got to hide. Oh, look, he's flying. He's going out across the river. He's saved us all. Batman, Batman saved us all. This is great. <sighs> And everyone's watched. Everyone's literally just watched Batman die. Um, uh, and everyone that we then cut to, everyone's like morning. Uh, we get a, a really, a really effective uh, um, uh, funeral scene for Bruce Wayne. Obviously, only like Commissioner Gordon and um, uh, and uh, Jason Gordon-Levitt and uh, Michael Caine are there. Everyone leaves, and there's a really effective shot of. Um, Michael Caine looking down at Bruce Wayne and then it pans to the left and to the right are both uh, the parents' headstones as well. Really effective. Uh, and, you know, you get you, know, get, you get your classic Michael Caine teary yeah. eyes looking down the camera. Alfred, now a billionaire. Um, uh, <laughs> because as, as it's done, so, which I find <laughs> deeply hilarious about this film. One, after the first movie when uh, Bruce Wayne is declared dead, Batman just inherits everything. All right, like like yeah. sorry, sorry, not Batman. Sorry, Alfred inherits the, the entire Wayne estate. He holds on to it, doesn't spend it, and eventually gives it back to Bruce when Bruce comes back alive. Sure, um, great. Yeah. In uh, this one, we, they are yeah. told they said that everything is stolen from Bruce, but they also say at this point, yeah, I mean, we can probably prove that this was like fake because, and again, this trade was made on the Gotham Stock Exchange while the Gotham Stock Exchange was being attacked by Bane. This is a pretty easy trade to prove that he did not do this, which means <laughs> probably illegal. <laughs> no, exactly. So he's gone bust. But I gotta be honest, that can't be more than like a couple days just being like, yeah, I mean, clearly he wasn't there. We have video footage showing he wasn't there. This is <laughs> fake. This is entirely fake, guys. Um, so Alfred's um, now just fucking rich. He's living out yes, his life in. Um, uh, but he, but he, well, he doesn't live outside in, in Wayne, in Florence, uh, in Wayne Manor because that gets turned in. Well, let, let me get there. So we get uh, Wayne Manor. He, Wayne Manor turns into an orphanage. Uh, Gordon uh, the gets orphanage. the bat signal repaired. Uh, Lucius Fox turns out that he uh, fixed. This is where it happened. This is where we learn. He's he's like, oh, you know, uh, we've got that that uh, the autopilot was uh, was broken on the uh, the bat. We didn't mention this earlier, yeah. uh, but it, it was a big thing. It can only ever be uh, uh, ridden by one person. Uh, and then Lucius Fox finds out. Oh, well, no, actually, uh, he, he fixed that. Yeah, no, no, engineers. Yeah, no, no, he he, he sorted that old uh, old Brucey Bruce did he? Um, uh, we get the quite silly reveal um of uh blake going to uh uh jason gordon levitt i think he's at some fucking like doctors or something and they're just like oh oh your real name's not blake and he goes <laughs> yeah it's robin um anyway rob uh, he um resigns from the police force and he receives a parcel from Bruce Wayne, and it leads him to the Batcave. So Robin's found the Batcave, and we of course get the shot in Florence that was sort of uh, pre, uh, uh, not predetermined, uh, foreshadowed earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, he's got uh, Alfred. He's gone to live in uh, Florence. He's sitting down uh, at, a, at a nice restaurant. He looks over, and there he is, Master Boy, Bruce. Brucey Bruce, Master Bruce. And who's that opposite him? Anne Hathaway. They're living together. They're funking. It's great. It's the end of the movie. Um, Can I, Jimmy, I just want to quickly yep. touch on something which you mentioned here, which is an argument I had with my brother and my father after we watched this movie in, in the cinemas, uh, which, okay. I, which I think a lot of people get confused by. Obviously, so he, he it turns out his last name is actually Robin. All right, cool. Yeah. He then goes to the, the Batcave. 
So he's all the Batman first, na- first, na- first name is revealed as Robin, not last Robin, name, but yeah. Sorry. yeah. He then finds all the Batman stuff. It's not that he's going to be Robin, it's that he's going to be Batman. That is a weird Robin joke that, like, oh, he's the successor to Batman. But he's going to end up being Batman, right? Like, there's all the... Ba- it's not like he's going to, like, paint it all red. There's just a load of Batman stuff there. And it's mentioned all the way through the movie that the idea of the Batman is it could be anyone. Like, anyone could wear the mask, and that's why he's going to wear it. I think it's just a weird, like, it's a kind of... Just a kind of, like, fun reference okay. that he's called Robin. So, so... I, I think I agree with you. Yes. I think yeah. I agree with you that, that he would end up being Batman. But I also think to say that he's Robin and then that he's it's, actually going to become yeah. Batman, it's kind of dumb. Like, it, like, it's a little bit silly, especially it's, the relatively ham-fisted way. Like, you could just have him become the successor. He yeah, doesn't yeah. need to be Robin. He really well, doesn't. I it, This sounds kind of dumb. It's a little bit... It's not as bad. It's a little bit like... um in uh the star trek into darkness uh, movie where he's like oh he's not he's not khan he's not khan he's not khan and then obviously then he's suddenly khan and similarly all the way through people like were saying oh he's clearly gonna be robin right this guy the joseph gorilla that's playing like tim drake or something like that one of the robins and they come like no 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 and then the end they're like well he wasn't playing robin because he's he's just called robin you know it's just and then he's gonna be batman that is confusing like it is that is the issue like i think it would have made more sense had he just his character's name been like one of the one of the many robin's names and then he just at the end he was like I'm gonna be the, like whatever he puts the cowl on and then clearly he's Batman right like that would have been better than what I agree is like oh it's a funny joke and it's meant more to be like a successor thing but it's weird um, I'm not sure if you saw this recently there was talk that like uh, the uh, Chris, Man of Steel Zack Snyder movie was gonna be for a while they talked about doing it as a um, uh, like in the universe of the Dark Knight. I'm very glad they didn't because that leaves it nice and secure yeah. by itself. But I believe uh, Christopher Nolan put the kibosh on that one. Yeah. But but also um, they talked about how it'd be tough because it'd be kind of weird having Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Batman rather than Bruce Wayne, yes. who's the person who and, everyone knows. And if anyone uh, still does not believe that he was very clearly supposed to be Batman and not Robin, so to support you uh, in your argument that you had yeah. 10 years ago uh, with your... Um, literally the last shot is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt standing on a platform that then starts to rise up and then the words "The Dark Knight Rises" come up on the fucking screen. Like they're making it really obvious that's, for you that's guys. That's the last shot of the um, film. That's literally the last shot. The last I shot always, is him I standing outside th- the Batcave, and right. the, the the platform raises rises. up, and mm. and it says "The Dark Knight Rises." Like, come on, lads, come on, be smart. Um, um, cool. Also, so before we talk about, I just want to make one last little observation, which is. Um, Bruce Wayne's a dick. Yeah. Why is he such a dick to Alfred? Alfred has to go through the absolute traumatizing experience of burying Bruce Wayne next to the Wayne parents, absolutely distraught, only to learn by luck, like fucking two years later, that he sees him across. I get you got your foreshadowing, whoa, whoa, whoa. what the fuck ever. But Bruce Wayne just does the meanest possible I, thing I, to I Alfred. I want to throw it out there. I don't. So two, I agree it's mean. Um, I don't think it's necessarily luck. I, I think like Bruce Wayne, like he knows he knows Alfred. He's still he's still got all the intelligence of Bruce Wayne. I think he's he deliberately goes there to let back to let Alfred know that he's still alive. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Still, and still had to bury him. Yeah, but I think so. I agree that is traumatic. That's very sad. Alfred's a billionaire now, though, right? He can pay for some therapy. That's fine. <laughs> 
I, Everyone Jamie, should go to therapy. I, it's, I, it's the I know that 70 and 80 year old British men don't necessarily love therapy. As a billionaire, he can definitely afford it. So maybe <laughs> hopefully he tried a little bit of it. Um, um, so, uh, well, uh, before we uh, talk about this film in general terms, we of course have anagrams. Oh shit, I just realised I've got to fucking put, I've got, I haven't thought about, I've got to put fucking Batman on the, on the Anne's Man's list. Anyway, um, oh, oh, uh, yeah. so, uh, I forgot that we had to do anagrams, uh, so I came up with something very briefly uh, before this, but for anyone who does not remember, anagrams is where we take the title of the film, in this case, The Dark Knight Rises, and try to make an anagram out of that uh, title that describes the film. Um, now, uh, personally, for me, you've got Bruce Wayne, billionaire playboy, of course, mm. um, oh. saves, saves the city, manages to escape, yeah. start a new life, with gorgeous Catwoman upon his side, and there is nothing that I can call that other than king shit. So that is my anagram for this movie: king shit. One sec. Uh, one sec. One sec. One sec. Sorry, I'm just put, what, I'm putting. What, what I'm, I'm, I'm putting some. I'm just putting uh, the appropriate people into the uh, the uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, the the and the, the Anne Hathaway love interest list. Anyway, my anagram is, uh, you know, um, it's kind of simple. It's uh, it's kind of like a mantra for Bruce Wayne. Uh, you know, he came to me, of course, in the therapy session, and he's like, oh, I just, I'm just so angry. And I was like, okay, Bruce, um, here's what you're going to do. Rethink hatred, kiss. You know, rethink hatred, hyphen, kiss. Just kiss That's people. good. Consensually. I, I, I like that. I like cool. that. That's good. We then move um, to the Anne Hathaway love interest list. Uh, no, no, we don't. No, we, we don't. To? We talk about the fucking That's film. <laughs> Joe, we talked about the film. Moron. Right, okay. We have talked so about the film. So we're going to keep this short because oh, we want to... But, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's 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 set up when we talk about the film. We uh, rate them on four different categories. We give them uh, a film rating out of five, Anne Hathaway's performance out of five, uh, the uh, America's Sweetheartometer, how much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film, and then we have Anne's Man's, the ranking of uh, Anne Hathaway's love interests uh, across her filmography, and then mm-hmm. of course we decide whether we're going to stash away the film, uh, and that is of course the film that is going to help us to rise up to fight back against the aliens. Go back and listen to other episodes if you want to learn about that. Um, so this film, uh, when rewatching this. Uh, I noticed something quite interesting about this film in that it is structured very differently from traditional films. Um, it, it does not like like Batman doesn't even appear for the first 45 minutes. Um, it has a, a, a not quite obvious like, you know, if we talk about a three traditional three act structure and, and, and rising tensions and whatever. Um, uh, and this doesn't quite follow that. And I think that's because it is the third film in a trilogy and it can kind of get away with that and you kind of notice that with a lot of films that are uh, big film i mean not to compare these to avengers films because avengers films are a completely different idea of what they're trying to make for cinema but avengers films are big event that you know you've had all the build-up you've had all the build-up so now this is just the end this is the big movie and they don't follow the same sort of structure so as an ending to a trilogy I think this really works and and I think it is a really good capping off of the Dark Knight trilogy as a standalone movie I don't think it is as strong Um, I think a a lot of this film kind of and and obviously that makes sense you should watch the the other two films before you watch this one but I, I think a lot of the enjoyment of this film is elevated 
uh, quite significantly by having already watched the other two. Uh, and even in the way in which they, the ways in which they were released. So watching the other two, waiting four years, having the big hype, having the build up, and this being the big blowout finish. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's an interesting thing I noted when rewatching that just it really it doesn't feel like a film by itself. It feels yeah. like a film that is finishing something else. Yeah. Um, but it does do that very, very well. You, you mentioned the, the kind of three-hour structure thing. That's, it's partly because both... Uh, actually, I think all three of these follow more closely a five-act structure. Like, a five-act structure is, is the three-act structure by any other name. The, you know, this beginning, middle, and end. That's the, that's the three-act structure. Um, yeah. A five-act structure is more kind of Shakespearean. It's, it's more of a play thing, really. But, but very much, like, I think all three Batman movies... All three of them have, like, a weird structure, right? Like, they're not... It's not necessarily, like, there's a... There's a Christ... Like, current state, rising tension, that kind of crap. Like, rising tension, okay, character gets used to acclimatized to, the, the acclimatized to this. They succeed. They fail. They fail worse. They uh, decide, make a decision to fight back, and then they kind of fight back at the climax, and then the resolution at the end. That's, that's like, yeah. a kind of normal structure. And, and I mean, the, the, the Dark Knight is a, a classic one for like the fact that the joker dies or, or the, the the resolution of the joker's plot line is yeah. still like 45 minutes from the end of the film and they're yeah. just suddenly like by the way two faces here now yeah, 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 um yeah. which so, is which is odd it, it's odd but it, but what it is is very shakespearean right like it's very uh king lear gets kicked out christ at the end of act two uh act three is um they're in the kind of uh, okay, is Act Two or whatever. Like he's out in the storm for Acts Three and Four, and then uh, maybe it's Act Three he gets kicked out. Uh, end of Act Two he gets kicked out. Three and Four he's in the storm, and then whatever moves on there. And then in Act Four you have the introduction, like not the introduction, but like a bunch of the villains kind of in King Lear kind of move about, and then various people come to power. It all kind of ends up in the end. Um, it's it is quite Shakespearean in that way, and Shakespearean in terms of structure, in the way of like yeah, hundred percent like. Hey, the big bad guy is Bane. Except the bad guy's not Bane; it's this other dude, and that, that's not a Shakespearean. But but it's that that kind of like Batman is defeated. Uh, Christ, at the end of I, I think it's maybe even the end of Act Three because it's what Act One is like. Here's the current state of Gotham. Act Two is Batman's trying to get back into the swing of things. Act Three is um, probably his big fight against Bane, and then like Act Four is like him getting back to it, and Act Five is the uh, like the very end of the film. Um, yeah. Act five is the the kind of like hey they, they they do the fight and then the resolution at the end is Act five. It's that that is interesting to me and you're right it's something I haven't really thought that much about but but all three of them do follow that it's, it's curious for me I I like actually liked it more than I thought it's still I think what I thought when it left which is like it's a four star film it's it's a good film I really like it. it's really well made it's a Christopher Nolan movie if I was to compare it directly to everything to a bunch of the last movies in which I've given twos then yet yeah, relative to those it's a five it's not my favorite Nolan film. Um, no. It's, I, 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 I would be very surprised if this was anyone's uh, favorite Nolan yeah. film. And if it is, I would. This is the man who's only watched uh, The Dark Knight Rises watching another film going, I'll get some Dark Knight Rises vibes from this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is still my favorite tweet of all time, and it still stands up. But yes, very much. Though, yeah, uh, you with one day. Um, uh, <laughs> wow. I, I'm, I, that is a difficulty I am running into. Yeah. Noticing that I gave Do one day four, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Gotta I've got to give this something relatively significant. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, so, anyway, so he proceeds. I, I, it's, it's a good film. I, I like all the performances in it. It's just. The Dark Knight... I, I was actually thinking about this. Even as a not great... Not as good as the Dark Knight movie, this is still better than 95% of all superhero movies that were made afterwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. It's, it's still... And I think... 
it's it's sad obviously the idea of oh we're gonna do x but gritty basically came from this and it's sad that that got ran into the ground a little Mm. bit because i wish there were more good explorations of superhero stories like this i think i think there's been a lot of bad copycat ones since and i want to see more interesting like like if I, I i will i i really enjoy the marvel cinematic universe i enjoy most of them but they're very oh what's the what's the best way of like they're disposable they're, 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 they're disposable yeah they're, the majority they're, they're, of them are. they 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 are they are fun they are good but is there an i i i enjoy i i, I get even emotionally invested in them sure but they're very light i guess even yeah, yeah, even yeah. Even in if they're not going to take, I'm not saying that dark and gritty has to be the sure. way to go, but they're all very it's, light, and well, I just want something that feels a little bit weightier. It's why I maintain that, like, for the most part, the best of them. So the two things: one is like the best of the Marvel superhero movies have been, um, uh, have been like the Guardians movies, which at very least try and they like they are much more tied to emotional themes right like the guardians movies are about family they're about people like dealing with grief and loss and like it's very very tied into that in a way that none of the rest are the rest are mostly plot motivated and then maybe themes come out from it an exception would be something like uh like thor ragnarok which is just really visually inventive and a really funny like a very very funny film so ragnarok succeeds as a light comedy because it is like a light light action comedy really well and and i think better than most of the other ones um, there are other ones there are a couple other ones which I'm like okay there are bits of it like Spider-Man Homecoming I I quite liked as like a teen movie um, it's not necess- it, it's not super deep but there are there are bits of these movies with the Marvel movies where I'm like okay I, I, some of these some of the if I were to pick out from the 25 there's maybe like five I'd be like I think there's actually something a little bit more interesting in these yeah sure let's talk about those but what I think, and but the the Martin Scorsese criticism of them that they're not cinema, that they're just like, uh, you know, is like a, like whatever. He's a he's Martin Scorsese. He's allowed to say whatever the shit he wants. He's Martin Scorsese. But I I agree that they, there is a sense of them that are almost like a theme park ride. That, that's his criticism. It's not yeah. cinema, not saying they're bad, but they, they, it's kind of like being on a theme park ride. You, you're not being challenged. There's nothing in there which is whatever. For me, the thing, the the bad thing that was taken away from the Dark Knight trilogy was things are going to be gritty and it leads to the joker and like a hard r like comic book movie which children can't watch from a like from a medium that was designed to set like uh, from a hey if you've read any joker books as a kid you can't watch this film because it's a hard r it's a there was an 18 in the uk right like it was it was yeah a, i think so yeah it, which is like okay sure the dark knight movies were tough they were gory in places you could still watch them as a tw- i think they were 12 a's they were hard they 12 were 12 a's, a, yeah but but you could watch them as a kid and I'm in the same way that like when I am writing, I struggle often to remove the amount of swear words I put in something because sometimes it's a sometimes there are people who masterfully swear. I'm not one of them, and it ends up just being a crutch. <laughs> and in the same way that I think a lot of the darkness that has been like taken from the Dark Knight trilogy, but I think improperly misunderstanding what the film really does is a crutch. It is a it is a oh we're yeah. we're being serious because we're being dark and violent and horrible, and that's not what this this trilogy is about. Um, no, yeah, it's, so, about, so, it's about exploring genuine, serious human emotions through and, the world of yeah. a superhero movie, and, which most superhero movies don't bother and, to explore. And also being a good action film. You know, it, at, at its yeah. core, oh, it's yeah, exciting in yeah. a good action movie. And that's why, to be honest, the, I think that of all of them, the one I think that does best at kind of aping the Dark Knight trilogy is Logan. Logan is probably the one yeah. which... Uh, 
most accurately is like oh we're, that, and that's an 18 uh, maybe 15 in the UK I can't remember I think it's but, a 15 but it's, um, it's it's definitely the one which is most like okay we're telling it's a story first there's more emphasis put on the story and the characters in, and specifically characters in the story than it's just here's an excuse for us to be ridiculously violent yeah. Um, um, before before sort of uh, giving final score, there's one more thing I wanted to note on, uh, which I think this film perhaps doesn't get enough credit for, which is casting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think this film and and the whole series is really well cast, and I think that's uh, it's quite easily glossed over because you think oh you put big actors in oh you just get big names and then it's good casting, but you see so many projects and so many films where they do do that and they're just like. Oh, we'll just get the big names, yeah. and that that'll be enough work yeah. for us. We'll just stick Paul Dano in this work. film, you know. Like obviously, everyone knows <laughs> um, Paul Dano. Let's stick him in it, and everyone's like, "Okay, yeah. fine, obvious um, casting." Uh, yeah, and it doesn't work in other films. Whereas they've got a lot of really big names in this: uh, Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman. Um, they're all huge, huge actors, but they are huge, huge actors who fit the roles really well. And you get yeah. an Anne Hathaway, and you get a Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you get a Morgan Freeman. And they are all, even Marion Cotillard, who's uh, perhaps not as well-known, but is an incredibly large uh, French actress and perhaps wasn't as well-known um, uh, in, in Hollywood at the time, but still is a huge, huge uh, draw, but still is playing the role. Uh, just, it, it suits her really well. So mm -hmm. I think um, when you get your casting decisions really right, uh, it, it's kind of like that Futurama thing of... Uh, when when God does uh, does uh, things right, no one notices him at all, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like people just kind of look at that and go, "Oh, well, you got good actors, and therefore they gave good performances." But that is more difficult than you think. Yeah. Um, so I I really like how well this uh, this is cast, and sure. and uh, you get for for an actor of Michael Caine's stature to get probably one of his most iconic performances um, is is. Uh, Really yeah, incredible. It's, no, no, I, I agree. Um, so, so uh, what score would you give this film? So I gave it a four. Yeah, you gave so you, a... you gave it a four. This is the this is the difficult. I so I gave. This, this is why I like. This is where potentially oh, my idea of doing the the, the decimals, as you know, mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. against full numbers. I I go down to the tenths. I you go down to the hundreds, Jamie. I was re-listening to an episode the other week, and you went down to point four five. All right. Did you I? Went down, yeah, you did. <laughs> that is not anywhere on my on my list. I oh, know three point five five. Yeah, I did give three point five five to Lincoln Snickerby, uh to Anne Hathaway's performance. Um, the difficulty is so to, to give some perspective on on what I've given before. One day I gave a four, probably a, probably a, probably a mistake. Devil Wears Prada four point five. The Jeez. Cat Returns four point seven, and then Brokeback Mountain <laughs> five. Now by my own scale. Of course, this has to be higher than the cat returns. Yes, that it would does. be absurd. <laughs> but can I give this a four point eight? Do I let my mistakes of the past cause my mistakes in the present? Jamie, Jamie, you know what's funny is you actually said. Uh, I remember you had this problem also when you're talking about uh, Anne Hathaway's uh, performance in something, and you said that you preferred her to. Oh God, it's actually like you were like, oh, I like this more than I like uh, the four point seven. Bloody hell. yeah, got three point five five. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm still pissed at your three point five five. Yes, I think that's how I got uh, the, to my three point five five. As I said, I liked it more than the three point five I gave. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think I'm not going to let uh, my my mistakes of the past detect my uh, mistakes of the present, uh, and I'm going to give it a four point five. Um, I I think it is a very good film. 
Even that sounds high. Even that sounds no, but high. But, but 4. And the lower it's I get, the closer it's... it gets to one day, and I yeah. go, fuck. That's, that's the issue. Like, I, I think a 4.5 is fine. I think, like, it is... Because, it, look, is it perfect? No, is it? But it's... If we are comparing it on a weird scale, where we're really comparing it to the other Batman films, we're really... Com- you know, it is good yeah. compared to XYZ. Like, or it is less good than XYZ. It, it, in, in the context of we are reviewing Anne Hathaway's filmography... It's a very good film. In a context where we are reviewing Christopher Nolan's filmography... It's fine. It's a fine film. Um, Let's move on to Anne Hathaway. Uh, There's something I didn't really touch on. I think it's interesting there's there was a lot of stories uh, behind this where she trained like a lot she wanted to she wanted to do a lot of uh, stunts but she looks you might disagree with me but when i was watching it she looks gaunt in this film i think she She looks really skinny i think she was may have been either in prep for uh because she's not in a crazy amount of it for lame is or maybe coming off lame is I don't. I don't know where. I and this. This is completely nonsense. Maybe she just wanted to be very slinky. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it was. This is filmed at somewhere around Lemus. I agree. She looks very gaunt. She looks. She looks, she looks, she looks like worrying. She, she looks in this film. not as bad. But my here's my my metric for uh, actors looking kind of scary in films. Uh, Kira Knightley in Love Actually looks as though you could you giving her a too big a hug would break her. And Kira like Kira Knightley always looks way too skinny. In, in Love Actually in particular where she's 18 years old I'm always like holy shit I hope she's okay because I'm, I'm worried she's going through yeah. some shit and, and she's not I, quite I, I, that skinny but she's, she's going yeah. to that point where you're kind of like I hope you're okay I, I only bring it up uh, to say that I hope and this is perhaps um, naive of me but it feels like Hollywood has trended away from that a little bit so instead you get someone like Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman where it's like okay no she's she's a Big, strong. she yeah, makes yeah. sense. She, she looks strong, and she's supposed to be a superhero, it's so the, that makes sense. Yeah, the, I is think that the tr- always the case? No, but I think Hollywood at least is starting to trend away from this idea. Well, oh, I've got a, I've got a superhero lady. Of course, she's just got to be a skinny rake who's attractive. Yeah, um, I, I and, wouldn't. Yeah, I'd be interested to talk to actor. Like, it's kind of one of those weird things to talk to an actor about, like to interview people to be like. Was this, was this, here are the three the depressing like number of options. Was it, you had an eating disorder at the time and that meant it, like that. Were you asked to lose weight for the role? Were you actually not that skinny, it's just the way it's shot kind of thing? Because, you know, it, yeah. it's shot on IMAX, maybe it's just the way that like the compression happens, that that it kind of does something weird there. Maybe, sure, I, I don't know. But it, you, you're right. And that, now, now conversely, this isn't, that's not a performance. So, so no, in, no, not I, at all. That's yeah. why I wanted to bring up before I then go on to a performance, sure, yeah, yeah. which I think is very good. Yeah. Uh, I think I think she's. I mean, it's not a great amount of competition, um, but she is probably the best Catwoman we've had on screen. Yeah. Um, I think she leans into, like you say, that like slinkiness. Like it can be a little bit ham-fisted in in the like it's sexiness ba- it's uh, bappy, point, but. Like- but- but it's it's you're playing a goddamn cat like yeah. it's gonna be silly at some points and and she really leans into uh to that aspect and and um yeah i i really like the performance i i think she clearly did her research on on uh the the quite over the top it's from a fucking comic book for god's sake like you, you can you can go oh no we're taking these films seriously most of their source materials are a little bit silly and so she uh, really did her research clearly and 
went into this going like i'm just gonna yeah. fucking go for it i'm gonna play this this silly cat lady um and and i'm just gonna ham it up and i think it really works uh, even even in a film that isn't full of very hammy performances mm. uh, it still works because of the character she's playing but not in a no, it's it's hammy in the best possible way yeah, that works within the universe of the film. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not eighties Batman Riddler hammy. It's not Jack Nicholson playing the Joker hammy, but it still works. It's well, he's the, I, I don't I like Jack Nicholson playing the Joker, and I I, I like those um, the Tim Burton ones. I like, and I, I think they have an element which I which I think is fun. And I think there is what I like about this one and the other two definitely do not have maybe maybe the first one a little bit is that I think there is an element to Batman that is campy like there is an element to a man going around in a cowl with a which is bat shaped and like <laughs> wearing a cape which is inherently kind of campy and definitely Catwoman is a, like is vampy right like she's it's it's that kind of vibe and I think of all three this kind of touches on something this kind of says okay, we're going to recognise that part of Batman's history like Bane is is this kind of swole but with an amazing costume this great mask and it's all kind of there's something about it in some of the con- some of the scenes it's not all the time but which is campy and I do like that Anne Hathaway gets that she gets that it, Nate the character of Catwoman is like this kind of she's a person who goes around in a cat suit stealing stuff that's weird and yeah. you gotta to do that well you just gotta do it you know kind of almost too seriously for like this person just like you know breathes this kind of like uh, mystique this kind of, yeah, yeah exactly it's a good way of phrasing it um, I like Thank a lot you. five <laughs> You know, I, I think she's great in this. I think because it's, it's fun. It's a fun performance. It's it's. I it think is. she does really well. I think she knows what she's going for. Um, great performance. <sighs> I give her five. See that day? Yeah, you've gone. You've gone very high. I was avoiding a five, but thinking about it, do do I think? Do I think there was much more she could have done with this role? No, yeah. I, I think yeah, I think I agree. I think that's a five. Yeah, I, she, that, it's a very strong performance. She, she's a um, she's just a supporting actor in this film, but I think she does very well as a supporting actor in this film. And like she absolutely. does just a debris well. She kind of is the you know is a complicated character. She I don't know. I think she just has some performances. I like it a lot. Uh, we uh, then America's to, sweetheartometer. What are you thinking? Um, America. This is this is right before the beginning of the Anne Hathaway backlash. Um, yes, and but, but so because we're do- we're doing Lame is next week, which is is the the, uh, the 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 catalyst. Yeah, I, so I'm going to give it. This is probably the last possible time for a while. Unfortunately, she she will be able to get it in terms of her chronology. Like maybe a f- it's not the Dark Knight. People like the Dark Knight more. I give this like a four. Like I, I think it's a classic character. I think she's doing it in a fun way. I think this is what at a billion dollars. This is what the maybe the second highest grossing uh, Anne Hathaway movie. Um, yeah, behind, and we know uh, that Americans love money. Um, they do. I, I, I think I'm going to go slightly higher. I'm going to go four point two, cool. um, because I want to take it just above Bride Wars. I gave Bride Wars a four, and I'm like, nah, 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 nah. This is this Fair is enough. this is so, this is bigger market. Are... Interesting. Would you say mm-hmm. uh, as, before we get onto Ant Man's, because we'll sort of vaguely stop talking about the film after this? Um, would you say this is the biggest film that uh, Anne Hathaway is in? Um, because uh, lame is are we saying culture? Are we saying because cult- culturally no, like culturally this it, the Dark Knight it doesn't the rises did not have the impact of although it makes a lot of money. People don't really the biggest impact from it is maybe like uh is maybe Bane like okay. the, the kind of okay. Bane stuff people do. So if we're saying money, alternatively, I'll I'll slightly alter what I said. Is this the biggest role she gets? 
Like she gets a Catwoman in a Christopher Nolan film off the back of Dark Knight. Um, is is that the biggest role that she gets? No, but the honest answer is no because I maintain people people do remember her more as a society as uh, the, the, from um, the Princess Diaries. Like I I genuinely think that's that is worked pretty to her green. I think. I, I, so I'm not I'm not talking about la- I'm being ca- I'm talking about before casting at casting level when right. she is because when no. she's casting um, Princess Diaries no because she's not like as much as like Catwoman's cool like she's not leading the film so she's like not leading the I, film, I, I the, the honest answer is any movie in which she's the lead and she's the top of the call sheet it's probably a bigger casting thing for her like I think she fair pretty enough. I think she pretty went for it but like she even has a bigger role in Interstellar than she does in this like she has a yeah. role in this it's good but she's she's in Interstellar more um, yeah fair and, enough. So, so no. I, I will but give it, up big... on my silly argument. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so we go for Anne's Mans. We're putting fucking Batman on the Anne's Mans uh, list. Jamie, I'm putting two people on the Anne's Mans list. I'm putting Batman and I'm putting Bruce Wayne. Okay, they're, they're two, se- they're two oh separate love interests. <laughs> All right. Fuck. So, you so absolutely. Here's, here's the important thing. I, I'm uh, bumping Mr. Darcy from Becoming Jane out of the top 10. Uh, the top 10, uh, basically, at number 8 is now 12 Step Bro from Rachel Getting Married. And number 10 is Diamond Thief Prince from Princess Diaries 2. So Bruce Wayne goes in above Diamond Thief Prince uh, at number 9, uh, Bruce Wayne The Dark Knight Rises. Then the question, of course, of where does Batman go? Well, it's Batman, all right? So he's going to be in the top 5, all right? Because he's a sexy motherfucker. He's, he's, he's not, <laughs> is he a himbo? No, he's not a himbo, but, you know, he's, he's there. He's good. Um, my thing is that he's going to go above Jimmy Boy from one day. Uh, he's gonna, which is at number five. He's gonna, he's got to go above that. It's gonna be above drug dealer Jake from Love and Other Drugs. He's at number six. So my, what I'm really gonna do is I'm gonna put him in number, number four. Batman is at number four. So my top five now reads: uh, Jimmy Boy oh from God. One Day at number five. Batman the, from The Dark Knight Rises at number four. The best Chris from Princess Stories two in at number three. Bart Simpson in at number two. And Hugh Eats People from Ella Enchanted still in at number one with a bullet. Forget where does he go? Where's your number two? Um, this is tough. I'm not gonna separate them. Uh, because uh, I, ow, ow. Yeah. Did, did, did you know Bruce Wayne? He, he is Batman. He's he's Batman. I don't know if you. It's like they. It's I'm Batman. In the movie. It's I'm Batman. Subtle. They do mention it a couple of times. No, Jimmy. Um, so I, I'm Batman. I'm, I'm going to put them both together. And the difficulty you come across there is that Batman is a billionaire. Yeah. And billionaires are bad. That's true. They, <laughs> like, they, they are bad. And Batman. Says he doesn't kill people, but definitely kills people. He 100% kills people. Um, You know, Batman can talk about all his vigilante justice all he likes. He is no different than than Scarecrow making his decisions on these criminals without a fair trial. (laughs) Batman should be a lawyer, is what I'm saying. Whoa, 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 whoa. In this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on, carry on. All right. um, um, Yeah. Um, Storm the Bastille. uh, So, uh, yeah... I don't know. I don't know how much I vibe with Batman, but he is sexy. And we know that there is a a distinct separation of the men that are sexy (laughs) and then everyone else. So I think he has to go above. I think he's going to slot in between uh, Jim Sturgis from from One Day, who I've written as Murderous Dexter for some reason. I don't really remember why I called him His character is called Dexter. And then you went, Dexter is called Dexter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and then I just put murderous for some reason. Uh, so he's going to slot in just below uh, Jim Sturgis. Oh, that seems rough. He is Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> he is just, ba- I, I, stick him on a buff. I, 
I, I one above. I, he's going above uh, uh, Murderous Dexter, uh, but below Sexy Butt Jake from uh, from Love and Other Drugs, uh, which uh, slots him in at number five. Which ma- means there are now two people separating the two Jake Gyllenhaals. Um, they were originally uh, cheek to cheek, uh, but now they are um, they are separated by both Murderous Dexter and Batman. Um, it's rounding out nicely this this top yeah, five. I, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of eligible bachelors for no. Anne Hathaway to choose from in this top five. Jamie, I think we should uh, round out the podcast now before we get to two hours uh, of this conversation. Uh, I, I, well, I I was recording for three minutes before we started so the you've podcast, already so I'm already at two hours. Right? Um, is this? Are you stashing away this film? Yeah, I think it's really good fun. I, yes. I, 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 it's a good movie. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. So, like, yeah, as a bunch of film bro, like, sorry, we're a bunch of two men from the UK doing a podcast about movies. Yeah, we'll stick a Christopher Nolan movie into our, like <laughs> this. No surprise. I'm sorry. There. I'm so sorry that guys, we like good guys, cinema. <laughs> some sometimes uh, stereotypes are real, and we're just confirming this. Okay, <laughs> when it comes to film bro, stereotypes are real. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. I'm, I'm slashing this away, which is great. That means we don't have to do the bit that extends the length of this podcast. Um, so with that, you can, of course, uh, that was our review of Dark Knight Rises. Uh, you can join us next week uh, when I'm sure it will be definitely shorter when we talk about Les Miserables. I think we should do a two, I think we should do a two-parter for Les Mis, all right? Les Mis into two parts. Actually, she's see, already in the second, she's in the second half of this life. Um, this is my issue. This is my issue with doing a two-parter for Les Mis. Much like Dark Knight Rises, I think structurally the flow of the podcast would be very strange. We'd, we'd lo- if we're just cutting it in the middle. We, if we te- take it, no. What it would more be like is the Harry Potter films, where you take the last book, which has an obvious obvious arc yeah. from beginning to end, and you just splice it at a random point in the middle. It kind of ruins the arc of both no, of them. No. Here's what we do: we just do it in the normal one until the time skip, and then we do the second half is the time skipped part of it <laughs> and there's we'll a natural, we'll natural pause one third is the movie anyway uh ah my friends what should you do if you want to help out the podcast first like and rate and review us on itunes ah yes second thing you should do now you can go outside is to steal the phones of others property is theft and therefore thievery <laughs> is property and download every episode of the podcast that will be very helpful and Bane, I will gently rest my hand on Jamie's shoulder. Um, I really like dominance. You were, you were so in character uh, as Bane that you called Apple Podcasts iTunes because Bane wouldn't have known that it's changed its name to Apple Podcasts. It's 2011 when I died. <laughs> so let's get out of here. For goodness sake, uh, my brother is down in London for the first time in six months, and I've spent two hours sweating in the roof of this house talking about The Dark Knight Rises instead. Uh, so, from me, Jamie, and my co host, Al, that's one more. In the bank. Why do you need family when you have podcasts and content? Ooh. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Bane is a ghost now because he died in a movie. Nice bookend to the podcast. Blank's bank. 